and Matt Show, the disc golf podcast you've been looking for. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Matt, we're on episode 17. We got a whole new look going on with us. Yeah. What's going on? It's kind of different. And it's funny because we actually recorded a show yesterday because next week I'm gone. And so we've kind of tested out some of this. It's still not exactly how we want. We're kind of in transition. But we've got a few camera angles we'll show you tonight. And we've actually got some special guests. Some of you are probably jumping in right now because you see the names of our guests on the show tonight. We've got Paul Macbeth and Hannah, his wife, Macbeth. <laughs> so that's very special, obviously, to have on this show. It's it's not very often that you're able to snag an in-person um guest like this mm-hmm. and so we're we're really happy to have them on the show so that's going to happen we're going to talk real quick here in, the, in just a minute about our predictions for the mvp open because that is literally starting tomorrow tomorrow nick, nick are you playing in that i am 10 30 a.m is my tea time 10 30 a.m so we better keep this short, i'm gonna this i'm gonna short. attempt to play <laughs> <laughs> i've been doing a lot of attempting lately okay so um, let's also talk about, we've got two segments that we've actually done before, but let's, we're going to have a lot of viewers that probably haven't seen this, Nick. Mm-hmm. Judge that disc golfer. How does that roll off the tongue? What does that sound like to you? Wait, one more time. Go ahead. <laughs> Judge that disc golfer. Oh, we always think that we're like judging them in a bad way. <laughs> like it's, it's a horrible, but great name at the same time. So I don't really, I don't know how the people are feeling about it, but well, the people we've, love we've it. grown to love it. Once you see the game or yeah. hear the game, you do love it. And we've got a special um, person being the guest, I guess, as the judged disc golfer. Um, we'll, we'll get that out there obviously tonight. And then we have this segment that we brought out with Nate Sexton two weeks ago called two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. So that one, uh, we'll just leave it. You guys kind of figure it out. We're going to have special yeah. guests jump in and actually give two truths and a lie. And that's I, what we have to do. I liked out. that one. I, I actually did okay in that one. My judge that disc golfer skills are pretty subpar. And uh, no, that one I, I did okay. Okay. And so um, with that in mind, I mean, we people have asked, like, hey, have we done prizes? Have we done giveaways and all that stuff? Like, do we want to grow our numbers? And I'm like, I kind of like the giveaway idea, but at the same time, I don't want to buy our listeners or our viewers. Agreed. And if we have good content, people will come. Now, that's not to say we aren't going to say thank you, you know, every now and then with something. In fact, we do have our 2000 subscriber giveaway on YouTube coming up. So if you're not on YouTube right now, you're listening in a podcast in your car, you're traveling, um, you're on Facebook right now, or you heard about us some other way, Instagram or however, just jump over to YouTube, subscribe. That's how you enter. We are going to give away a bag Mm -hmm. with stuff in it a plethora of discs <clears throat> stuff in it so that's really cool and we just had somebody enable our super chat his name's rocky mcguire so we'll give him a Always shout a out. good dude yeah appreciate it you know when i lose this week i will have to owe hannah and paul lunch appreciate you <laughs> you're welcoming already. me back <laughs> and uh yeah i had i had two good rounds last week i'll say that i had two rounds that i was somewhat happy with okay so um, super chats are a thing. I guess that's what we'll point out. We do appreciate right now. We don't do a Patreon right now. We don't have any other way for you to support us. If that's something you think our content is good or worth it, go ahead and do that during the live show. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably talk about what you, you write when you do a super chat. Um, obviously our discretion there, it's not car blanche, but yeah, everyone. We- yeah. I was going to say everyone, if you could take a quick second, Jeff, we really appreciate you doing this as well, but, uh, Give us a share on Facebook, post about it. We're on YouTube and Facebook right now, live. 
<laughs> Only takes a couple seconds, would really appreciate it. And so for those of you who are new, we also are engaged in our live chat mm -hmm. while we record this. Now, we don't always respond to it, but we do typically see most of the chat going on. And we just had somebody live right now say, maybe you could change judge that disc golfer to rate that disc golfer. Yeah. But then... And I know we haven't had too many FPO players yet or, or females in general, but that might come off just a little, a little strange yeah. to be like, rate that disc golf. Plus, so, in disc golf, we don't like the ratings. So we don't like to rate. Okay. You know? All right. So we don't but, like to rate. But okay. Anyways, MPO so, picks for MVP this week. What's going on? Well, bef all right. Before we get to that, Nick, which actually we're really close to talking about MVP, but there's some news out there. Do you know, I saw probably... Well, let me explain. I didn't quite see, but I was on a tee pad today right next to it when the most amazing thing that I think I've ever seen or had experienced in person happened. And what it was, Kevin Jones fell. <laughs> Kevin Jones fell. GK Pro was out filming one of their skins matches. Okay. And Kevin Jones is on there, Jeremy Colling, uh, Chris Dickerson, and who am I missing? Ricky Wysocki. Ricky Wysocki. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And he steps up to hole 16, Kevin Jones, and he throws a smash, but so hard, and he just fell down pretty hard on the tee pad, like significant, like mm -hmm. to the point where Big Germ and myself and, and others there were really concerned, like the sh like almost shrieks, like, oh my goodness, are you okay? Like that whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, the disc is still flying through the air somewhat 450 or more feet, yeah. and it ends in the basket. It's hole perfect. 16 it's perfect in the basket and he apparently while he's kind of writhing in pain on the ground holding his leg he kind of looks up and he sees it go in i didn't see it go in because i was concerned about him big germ didn't see it go in because he was it's the craziest situation i've ever had and gk pro filmed it so be on the lookout for that that was insane literally mm -hmm. my kids got to see it i was like you'll never see that's, anything yeah, like that again that's that's insane so he's okay. He said it was just like probably a bruise. Not going to lie. I'm happy with getting a three on that hole. I can't imagine acing it. Incredible. I've never even gone long of it. It's insane. <laughs> okay. So that was one news item update. Last yep. week, you kind of, I'm just going to say, you kind of went disc golf viral, Nick. Yeah. It was thanks to Paul. <laughs> I was able to go a little disc golf viral, but uh, no, we had this cool, this cool idea of doing a little trick shot and we tried it on one hole. But when we took the video of it, it was a little too blurry. So we're like, all right, let's wait a couple holes because I had done it and hit my head a couple times. And I was like, you know, my head needs a little a little time to heal. So we were on hole 12 at Bruce Ridge. And, you know, I made my putt, walk into the basket, took the disc, flipped it up, landed perfectly in the bag and just walked off. But <laughs> so, nah, it was super okay. fun. Give us the inside scoop. How many tries? Did you try it throughout the whole round? Um, no, no. We didn't start trying it actually until hole nine. Walk, no, excuse me. Hole eight, walking to hole nine. Uh, we started doing it a couple times. And then uh, the video came out blurry. Like I made it in the bag, but it wasn't like oh, as cool. And then like two or three times I hit my head in a row. <laughs> so all in all. We need the compilation of honestly, that. Honestly, I do have a video. I'm, okay. I'm actually going to post it okay. soon. I just wanted to live in the glory of yeah, you know, just good. saying one shot. But no, honestly, it probably took about. But on that 10, hole, though. 10 to 12 tries. But on, on that, that hole, hole, was that the first try? No, it was three. Okay. It was the third one. I made all the putts, which was very surprising. It was only like a 25-footer. Okay. But I made all the putts. I just missed the bag toss. And I, I'm 
Yeah, it was a third try. Dude, so casual. Yeah. It first, was, it was awesome. First try, honestly. First it try. was awesome. We shared that. If you don't know the video we're talking <laughs> yeah. about, head over to we'll just say head over to the Nick and Matt pot, uh, the Nick and Matt show, mm-hmm. um, because we've got it up there. But we shared it from Paul Macbeth. Obviously, yeah. you can. It's check on Paul's it out there Instagram. Well. It's on our Facebook page. It's up. Okay, so real quick, I want to give a shout out just because I think it's important to focus on more than just MPO slash FPO at these mm-hmm. events. GMC just happened. Uh, Kevin Jones won that. He's going, he is uh, confidence, whatever it is, he's mm-hmm. doing really well. I uh, expect he's going to do well this weekend. Who knows? But I want to shout out also because that runs the AM tournament alongside of that. And we had um, Kids Disc Golf again. I always point back to that because I started Kids Disc Golf still running it. We mm-hmm. have a team and the team captain, um, Sammy Sam's, Streeter. Sam Streeter, he's yeah. a local here. Stud. He went up there. And he shot and played to get to a uh, four-way playoff in the AM1 division. That's insane. And as the team captain for kids disc golf, obviously I'm rooting for him. And he took it down in the first hole. And then in AM2, another one of our team members for kids disc golf, uh, Griffin Swinburne out of Maine. He took down uh, AM2. And we had other players up there as well. Shout out to them all. They all performed very well. But that was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was GMC. Who took down the uh, FBO side? Nick, you were up there. I was. It was super fun watching the battle between Paige Pierce and Haley King. And I had said last week on the podcast, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, I had said that Haley King was going to make a real run for Paige's money at this one. And she was literally, she was so close to it. But she came out second place. Paige Pierce took it down. And they both, they they averaged over a thousand rated golf, which is incredible. That's awesome. And can I just say, from a perspective of being a male and being a part of probably the most watched division, which is MPO, which is the open division, not the male division, but it's male dominated. Yeah. Um, when I see a competition like between Haley and Paige, like I want to watch it. And it might sound unfair for me to say, well, when it's just Paige destroying it, it starts to get boring. And that's not that's not to downplay on Paige. Not okay, at all. like she has to keep playing the best she can. But I'm saying when when Haley steps up and there was a parody at the top a little bit, like it's like it's exciting. And that's what we want to see. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, all right. Finally, last little bit of news item. And if you're just joining the show, um, you're live listening to us right now. We are just about to get to Paul and Hannah in just the next few minutes. But Nick, MVP predictions, uh, go ahead and give me your top three picks. And if you want to, you can slide in uh, Dark Horse um, or as Dark Horse, Wild yeah. Horse, which or one as, is, yeah. As you'll find out in next yep. week's pre recorded episode, yeah. we've decided to talk about Wild Horses and Dork Horses. So those I'm going to go Paul, go Mac- Paul Macbeth for the win, James Conrad second place, Ricky third, and we'll say Emerson Keith as my Dark Horse. Okay. Uh, those, yeah, that's good. Um, I think if I'm going to stay true to my picks for next week, I, man, I, I almost want to change it a little bit just because Kevin Jones is, is really, really doing well, but this is Maple Hill. Paul's won it. Uh, James Conrad has won it, etc. So uh, my top three, and you want me to give an order like first, second, and third, uh, yeah, if, go for all it. Right. I guess I'm going to give it to Ricky. I'm rolling <sighs> the dice here. Uh, here's the here's the hard part right now can hear you yes we literally have them (laughs) we have them in our green room and it's really awkward to say that um actually he's walking out no okay so i do put paul up there and and it's not that i don't think paul can't win it i think paul can win it and and there's the greatest but it's the same 
I'm just rolling the dice right now. It's the lottery right now. Mm-hmm. I think Paul is going to do a good job. Um, I think James Conrad is going to find him. I'm just picking based off of previous years. Yeah. Is ultimately what I'm doing. Yep. And then um, my dark horse is, uh, who did I who did I pick last night? I always forget. I know. That's why I was like, wait, what was my dark horse? Um, did you say Kevin Jones? I know. but Eagles that, there. I don't know if that's a dark horse. Simon. Yeah, no. I, I'll, okay, I'm just going to do this as a local shout out. I don't know that, that he could actually win it. Maybe he could. But I'm going to give him the shout out anyways. Uh, Casey White. Um, I think that's pretty far stretch. But it's a dark Local horse. Local love. Pick. It's a dark yeah. horse pick. Did you know there's never been back-to-back winners at MVP Open? I don't think I knew that stat. That's Paul's fired up. Okay, we're literally <laughs> about mm, one minute from bringing them on the show. Nick, FPO, give me your top picks. Haley King, Paige Pierce, Katrina Allen. Okay. Dark Horse, Heather Young. Okay, I'm just going based off against stats from previous years. I'm going to go with Paige Pierce, um, Katrina, and... Heather Young, it's between Heather Young and Sarah Hokum because here's the deal. Heather does not throw that far. Mm-hmm. But if she's able to throw accurately through these woods, that's what's going to be a big part. The, the, big diamond layouts, the diamond layout has some pretty forehand-friendly holes. She's a lefty, mm. and she has the distance to compete on those holes that are kind of a little bit more forehand-friendly now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just a you know, little knowledge. Okay. Without further ado... Our guests in the green room are going to make their way over now, I think, and we're going to actually have them in studio here. We are super excited. Our live fan base is building right now. If you would do this, if you would do this for us, guys, if you would share this video right now or give it a thumbs up or comment or like, uh, whatever you can do to help spread the word here, we're going to have a great conversation tonight, and we hope that our guests here, Hannah and Paul, uh, have a great time here, number one, but we also yeah. find out um, some things about them maybe you aren't super familiar with. So without further ado, welcome to the studio, guys. And it looks like uh, Hannah's enjoying her tea. Because we're about to spill that tea. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so you've got the party podcast, so you are now in, like, bro town, but that's okay. You bring it. You bring that flair. That's Yeah, that's awesome. And then... She's from Massachusetts. She's from Mass. She can hold her own. I can yeah. handle it. <laughs> Okay. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Okay, it's 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 coming back. Does she ever talk with that accent to you, Paul? Uh, she'll bring it out, but she doesn't talk to me about it, like with that accent. But she'll bring it out here and there, usually to her parents. She says honest. y'all now. You're being disappointed. You're being y'all. wicked dumb, Paul. You're being wicked dumb. <laughs> it can't be something good. It can't be something. It's usually yeah. it's no, usually I'll say Nick like through wicked far. Wicked far. Yeah. yeah. I say wicked a decent amount. A whole lot. Every, yeah, everyone's been telling me whole that lot. lately, and I'm just like. Dang. I mean, it's, it's a wicked cool word. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, that was kind of our welcome. We found out that when we asked guests, like, hey, welcome. How are you doing? It's always, I'm good. <laughs> and it's just like, that's it. So we figured we'd ask something just random like that. Actually, one of my friends kind of dared me to ask you this. Like, how many chicken nuggets could you eat, like, right after a round of playing Maple Hill? Like, you're max. Like, I could just, I know I could probably do it. Paul's healthy. That's okay. What's kidding. the number he could do? Oh, I could eat like if we're, are we talking like McDonald's chicken nuggets? We're we talking your like, favorite chicken nuggets. The McDonald's one. I mean, I could easily do the twenty pack, easily. What kind I, of sauce are you going with? No sauce. No sauce. No sauce. What? No sauce. You having fries with that too? No. I don't know. I haven't had them in a long time though, so I don't know. 
the the McDonald's chicken nuggets are at the bottom of the nugget tier for me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to choose, it's Chick Fil A nuggets because it's like almost like real just chicken chunks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll call them chunk nuggets or something. Yeah, they don't look like nuggets. No. Yeah. And so, anyways, enough about nuggets. How many nuggets could you take down, Hannah? No. <laughs> Is that, could you beat Paul in an eating contest? Um, I think we'd be about the same. Okay. I don't know. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to let some awkward silence sit there tonight just to see what comes out of these two. So I like just, it. Just to see the emotion. Okay. Awesome. So... We've got a lot to accomplish tonight. A lot of it's just talking to you guys and just listening. Okay. That's our accomplishment there. And thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Yeah. You're excited. Your good buddy, Nick, is sitting right here and you're looking at him and we're looking at you. And He doesn't make eye contact though. I've been making it the whole time. <laughs> I think he's paying attention to the he's board. He's busy reading. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I, I read, I read the chat a lot. I like to look at the camera angles. Oh, he told me to set the studio up. He wanted it this way, like really bad, so he could have eye contact and his good sides and all that stuff. Yeah. So this angle, there's no good side. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to next. I'm gonna just tease it out real quick. Next week's episode is with the Jomez crew. Okay, the original Jomez crew. We actually talk about comments on YouTube and social media in general, and like how that, what's the community like? It's really interesting. Yeah. Someone made fun of my headphones. So guess what I did? The one. Are those never, different headphones? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I never brought those God. headphones back. They freaking, they said they my ears were of... massive. And oh, because like, the gamer headphones. Yeah. yeah. They made fun yeah. of my beard lineup. I mean, yeah. YouTube. See, I don't have those comments because we're on the Disc Golf yes. Network. So the party is uh, our podcast for women that... on the Disc Golf Network. And the only comments I ever get are only about the podcast. Must be nice. It's like all positive <laughs> I don't read, comments. I, I don't read comments, though. So. And you so don't read smart. comments. Yeah. Very rarely. All right. Well, you don't have, I don't want to say you don't have as big of a reason to, but like we're trying to like grow this and we're trying to feel it out and pulse it. But you're kind of in a place where I don't feel like you need that. There's probably sometimes if you're testing something out there. Well, you're doing a podcast every week, so you have to have ideas. So, so you go on Reddit all the time, though. Oh, well, yeah. Like like you ghost, I, he I've ghosts never, Reddit. Like I've he, never like, been a Redditor. Yeah. He'll you know? scroll, he scrolls through Reddit a lot. Yeah. So if I'll you read. all are talking crap on Reddit, Paul knows about it. Yeah, I see it, but. I don't read like YouTube comments, Facebook comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A lot of time, I do sometimes. It just, it just and I makes just get me, depressed for a little bit. It I'm just, just like, makes me laugh. Why would that person say that? It's just like, it's just like I'm kind of like, how do people like think that way? How do yes. they? We uh, how do they get so, so mad about something? So listen, I'm not here to shut down your opinions on it, but next week's podcast, we actually talk on yeah. a significant amount on this, and who better than Jomez, who has like 200? What? How many subscribers they have now? A lot. Two hundred thousand, probably over. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, like they million. get a lot of comments. Wow. Mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, probably if they're two hundred thousand, they're pretty close to a quarter million. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably right around the corner. So, without further ado, we're just gonna jump literally into it. We thought this would be a fun icebreaker. So, if you have your phones and you can pull out your notepad, we're gonna try this little I left game. My here. phone. Do I need it? Oh, it's one. right there. You yeah, gra- grab job. it real quick. Wow. He had while, one job. Yeah, he's gonna grab. He has one job. Wow. I don't have paper. While we transition, no, you don't need it, Nick. No, 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 I was saying for him. Okay, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, we don't have the paper. It's in the printer over there. But 
Shout out to Rocky McGuire. Is this guy trying to buy like advertising on our show? I think he's trying to buy a shout out right now. If I'm reading that, he says Paul reads comments. You guys can see these. Paul reads comments if you pay Nick and Matt enough to make Paul give Rocky a shout out, though. So he's paying for the shout outs. Jeff Wakowski. So chicken nuggets for Nick and Matt. Okay, so awesome for the shout outs. We appreciate it. We're gonna do this maybe mid transition. If you if you do super chat, we appreciate it. We're not gonna interrupt this next segment coming up. Sending my notes. Yeah, you just need something to write it down so we know you're not cheating, Paul. Okay. We all know you're a big cheater. Yep. <gasps> actually, Nick, no, actually, that's obviously a joke because we've talked about how much character integrity he had in one of the rounds. Remember that where you called yourself on like, oh, I didn't oh, the play score at Worlds? World, yeah. Or like wherever Worlds. it was. USDGC. No, Worlds. Multiple. And maybe USD. Oh, yeah. And I no, it was USDGC. I did both. You, yeah. Because yeah, you uh, 18, I added my score wrong. Yeah. And I remember because you lost the World Tour jacket because yep. of that. Yep. I threw my belt in the lake. Uh, yeah. Oh my hat! So, anyways, my that's just to say, we know you're not. I could have, I could have used that belt last week at GMC. It wasn't a belt. All right, here we hat. go. Oh, okay. Segment number one, we're gonna have Paul and Hannah write down their answers. This is kind of like if you've ever heard of like the newlywed game, the married game. This is what this is. People are interested. How you, how well you guys know each other? Now, this is no judgment on your relationship. I failed this, and I'm still going into my twelfth or thirteenth, see, thirteenth year of marriage, and I failed this game. So it doesn't mean anything. All right, here we go. So what I want you to write down is who's my, who's most likely out of you two to deal with a spider. Oh, okay. So just write. Yeah, they both. So, okay. So let's we see should spell out our names then, right? Because me. You could me. say her right. or me. I'll just say. I'll just I'm say. Just gonna write our names. Yeah, I'm doing our names. If if. <gasps> oh, we're, we're so compatible. Yeah, see, we already yeah. got that one right. Okay, so, all right, so you guys can just read them out. What did you write down, Hannah? I wrote Paul. Me. Okay, nice. so they agree on this one. All right, Paul's favorite pizza topping. Okay. We can kind of see on Paul's phone from this camera angle. You guys see what yeah, he's writing? Hold on, <laughs> who's he texting right there? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's go with Paul. Um, what is your favorite pizza topping? Wait, is it just one or multiple? It can be multiple, but she would have to write well, it down. I only wrote right. down one, but okay, I, that's put, fine. I put sausage and then well, if we're doing multiple, sausage and olives. Okay, what'd you write down, Hannah? I wrote sausage and then I was about to write sausage and olives. Wow. Decent. Girl. Good, Decent. Girl. Good job. <laughs> You're literally okay. in a podcast full of guys. Here we go. We I always girls. say girl. I know, that's okay. It's like saying bro. It, it doesn't really uh, mean anything. She right. says it whenever she talks to Nick. Oh, yes. Okay. I say dude a lot, and I apologize. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay. I just think it's just slang at this point. <laughs> it is. Okay, Girl, so, I feel you. Okay, so obviously you're jumping in right now to the show. You can see Paul and Hannah here. We're playing a game with them. Here we go with the third question. If, and this is about Paul. We've got some about you. But if Paul doesn't have disc golf on the weekends or, or obligations to disc golf, what is he most likely to spend his time doing instead? So what are you going to spend your time doing instead? Shoot, I feel like I want to answer. Write it questions. down. Yeah, Nick's like I. I live there sometimes. <laughs> what would I do? What would you do with your time? So it's probably something that you just like to do besides disc golf. You have a free weekend. Besides what do you want to do? Golf. Yeah, you have a free weekend. What do you want to do? It's not disc golf obligations. And then if we're saying like practicing disc golf, that doesn't count either, huh? Right. You can't be so dedicated, Paul. Yeah. Something <laughs> non-disc golf, please. Uh, yeah, someone said he's practicing. That's funny. Yeah, so like people know this about you, but let's see what Hannah says. Let's see what you came up with. So let's let's go ahead and have you answer. You wrote it down, Hannah. He answered first last time. Okay, I know, but yeah. I want to make sure he doesn't change his answer. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Go ahead, Paul. What would you be? What would you find yourself doing? That's hard. I know. <laughs> Did you choose one though? I I put down like escape rooms. 
Okay. Hey, one of our comments was, oh, Josh Graham. Okay, so yeah. yeah, my brother chimed in. He got yours right. Okay, Hannah, what did you write down, though? Uh, if it's Saturday, it's fight night. Oh, okay. or, yeah. Yeah. So you so, actually like, That's fight a pretty night. open question. Yeah. It's very open. And then uh, if it's Sunday, um, I also wrote down designing a course and working out. So he did ask more or less, like, can I have course practice or work? Well, the thing is, like, he's obsessed. courses everywhere. He's just, mm -hmm. he's an obsessive personality. So there's never not going to be, like, something disc golf related. Like, like these it could just have all been that a way. weekend. Like, that, yeah. like what she said, yeah. Yeah. It could have been, like, designing a course, watching the fights. Especially right now, I think there's fights every weekend. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, up until, like, mid-November. Wow. And then, yeah, escape rooms was something that, could be any day though. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's multiple people who chimed mm -hmm. in with the skateboard. Yeah. So, Brody mm -hmm. said every Saturday is fight night right <gasps> Hi, now. Brody. Yeah. So what's up, Brody? Yo, our boy Brody. I say our boy Brody, like I know him. I ran into him at Idlewild and he and I'm like, I pulled down my mask. That's how weird COVID is, right? I pulled down my mask and I'm like, yo, Brody, it's Matt Graham, Nick's buddy from the Nick and Matt show. Wow. And then I He's run by like, with my Nick? camera because I was filming. Yeah, who's you Nick? should yeah. just get your beard as a mask. Well, that was like, like just... I saw you at Ledgestone and I didn't even know it was Idlewild. Idlewild. Wild and I didn't even know it was you. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, well, well, yeah. Like, well, why were you there? Thought... Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that looks like Matt Graham. Because you had told me what a couple days prior. You're like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so, left you out. I left podcast, you out of the loop on that yeah. one days early, and I was like, oh, okay, right, but yeah, she good. knew me better than I knew my own questions. So. <laughs> All right, <laughs> she got it right. That's I good. got it wrong. All right, let's Nick, go with the next one. Nick, what, you're yeah, you're up to read this one. Would Hannah rather spend an evening in with you or a night out with you? Would she rather? Yeah. yeah. Spend an evening in with you or out, like going out. Um, Hannah has to go. You have to get He's like, oh, no. All right. So have you thought it through? Evening in. Was it evening in? Evening in yes. or a night out? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Evening in, but right now it would be night out. Oh, he, he got so, both in so there. So I put, I put in, though. <laughs> okay. What did you come up with? I wrote out, but. That's because that's. Recent, right now, recency bias. Recency. Yeah, because oh, okay. we've been playing yeah, a bunch of events. Recency bias. I like yeah, because we've yeah. been super. Because yeah. COVID and all that. So. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I hate being cold. So usually during the off season, I like to stay in because nothing's worse than like a cold car ride. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but in but normally I would yeah. Right now I'm like get me out of here. Okay, so I just want to shout this out real quick mid segment. We are probably about five live viewers away from our most ever live viewed. So if everybody right now watching or listening live would just do a quick share or thumbs up or something or comment, it's probably going to get us over there. You guys can be a part of the first ever largest, biggest Nick and Matt show, which would be pretty cool. All right. So here we go. What would be Paul's dream job? This is going to be really tough based off what oh, you just no. said, other than the one he is doing now. So let's say disc golf. Are, are, are we saying sports or Quit no sports? asking so many questions. Ooh, yep, 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 you're yep, talking yep. about me? Yes. No clarifiers here. Yeah, no clarification. If what you were doing right now didn't work out, let's say, what would be your other dream job? You couldn't go and say, well, I'm going to try uh, disc golf with a different company. <laughs> it's like, no, disc golf doesn't work out. <laughs> okay, so uh, what, would your, what would your be your other job if, if um, disc golf wouldn't? I'm doing first on all of them? No, just for no, the ones that are about you. you. Yeah. P playing baseball. Okay. Yeah. I said professional baseball player. Hey. Wow. You guys are good. Well, I wanted it to be hard because that's easy, but it well, feels so, like non sports right, related. All right, non sports, non -sports related. Non sports related. What are you doing? Architecture. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, Damn, you guys I, are on. By the way, I'm like seven for seven of these right now. Yeah. 
It's almost like Nick's married yeah. to. Oh my no, don't say that. Don't, don't say, that. say that. Are you writing them all down? I'm no. Just yes. Gosh, no. All right. Next question. Would Hannah prefer a destination vacation or a cruise? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. So he's already got it figured out. Yeah. We don't need you to write it down. I've got it figured what out. What is too. it, Hannah? A destination vacation. Because mm-hmm. we tried the cruises she and I it. absolutely hated it. She hated it. I was the person who was lying in bed at night being like, we're going down. It's sinking right now. We're dying. Where's the Titanic medley going on? But the thing was, when we actually stopped the cruise ship and got off, she loved it. Oh, it was my favorite. So she hates the cruise part, but loves when we uh, port places. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. I've never been on a cruise, so. I've done both. Go as a group. Mm. Yeah, go as a group. Yes. Go as a group. Do you, well, did now, you like it? So the first, okay, I've only I done one I felt like I was going to die the entire time. It is weird. You have to get over that idea because you're looking, you're like, I'm in the middle of the ocean. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, so that yeah, is crazy. A cruise is not a romantic mm-hmm. thing. So we did that it's for like, our honeymoon. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We liked getting, the, like, going on to the islands. Yes, yeah. for sure. It was awesome. It was the too fast of a pace. I know cruises don't seem too fast of a pace, but you're like, got to get on, got to get yes. off the whole nine yards. Yeah. Destination is what I would choose. But you're right on a cruise. Do a group yes. like go with friends. That would be, I think, it's, fantastic. Yeah. It's all about the activities when yes. you're on on the ship. <gasps> wait, are we all going on a cruise now? <laughs> uh, Just wait. If our lives are not invited. <laughs> okay, so here we go. This is the next one. This is not related to disc golf. Somebody so don't said read the, the RV is kind of a cruise without water. <laughs> No. Okay, she's reading the comments now, people. Watch out. Yeah. She can see the comments, so if That's you comment, hilarious. she can read them. Okay. That's funny. Ding, That's ding, true. ding. We've got our most live viewers ever. Awesome. Everyone, congratulations Appreciate on that. everyone tuning in right now. Okay, so here's the question. Who is the better driver? This is vehicle, not disc. Who? And now, I'm going to ask that to both of you, and you have to write down your answers out of you, too, who's the better driver, and then we want to hear what your answer is. Just in general, I want to see if you guys agree on this. So it's not if you want to be the better driver. <laughs> it's it's if who you think is going to. Okay. All right, Paul. Who's the better driver out of you two? Me. Okay, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote him. Just because he drives the RV and he will drive. Like we could wrap up on Sunday and get in the car and he would drive the entire way to Virginia and just not sleep. And then wake up and play around a disc golf. Or like just get out of the Sorry. car, stretch, and then go play disc golf. And I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> All so, right, Nick, we're getting close to the end of this here. But I'm not a bad driver. <clears throat> it's just yeah, when it's it came not a bad down, driver. right? So it came yeah. down to that question. No way. <laughs> I thought you'd never say that. It's not that it was right. It's not that it necessarily you guys are saying one was a bad driver. It was more related to who's going to be the preference to drive. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Paul McBeth. Yeah. All right, Nick, go ahead. Who would win in a game of Monopoly? <laughs> I feel like, and you don't have to answer this way. Obviously, you're answering how you want. The moments I've played a board game where Paul was involved, and I probably was watching, and my wife was playing, she likes them more. Paul's like, he's very competitive. Doesn't matter, board games or whatever. What'd you write? I think Hannah's competitive. All right. So, yeah, who's going to win Monopoly, Paul? What'd you write? I put Hannah. <gasps> Why? Because I don't have the patience for Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I put you because we played Monopoly that one time and I just bought every single property thinking that's like a good idea. And people kept landing on my properties and paying me money. And then we had to pay taxes on everything. And I got, I lost. If we played head to head, me, but if we played with a group, her. Yeah. Does it sound like real life at all? Like just buying property, buying property, buying. No, oh, gosh. Just getting there. Wait just getting a minute. There. <laughs> 
Okay, and then finally, this is the last question related to this segment here. Oh, no, that's not actually part of this question. That's kind of weird. Okay, let's just ask. The, <laughs> let's, it wasn't supposed to be yeah. for this segment, but let's ask it because it's going to be kind of funny. Do you feel like you're married to a celebrity? Um, yes. <laughs> do I? Yeah, do you feel do like you feel you're married, like you're married, married to, a to a celebrity? Do I feel like Hannah's a celebrity? Yeah. <laughs> I would say no, but it's getting there. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, when I was... So that was going to be a different question, not related to this segment. So yeah, the question doesn't make sense for this game. Yeah, no, exactly. it, it wasn't supposed to be in that, but... <laughs> it wasn't. Celebrity means f a famous person. So I feel like that's probably true for you now, Hannah, so... Yeah. Welcome to Celebrity. Never then. know. <laughs> you never know. All right. So now we're just going to get into some conversation. We've got a lot of different things we could talk about, but let's just get into conversation. Nick, you have you want to start the conversation? So we're done with the phones? We're done with yeah, the phones. Yeah, we're phone. done with the phones. You can get <laughs> I think we right did now. good. Did we do every single thing? Everything no. about Monopoly. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we, we, I feel we like there was really one more. well. No, they were all right. I yeah, think they were not. all right. I should have guessed how many chicken nuggets you could eat. Oh, well, technically... That would have been a good question. The escape room, but I think... That was kind of like a... It was uh, such there was a open... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would do all of those. Yes. And one. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Nick. All right. We'll kind of like continue the conversation. over to the more yeah. question side of the conversation, but how has being married to each other helped you both as a person, everything like that? So that's super deep. Let's Let's also do that and disc golf how has it helped you as a person and then also now the flip side how has it helped you become better at disc golf or not <laughs> i feel like i just answered this question yeah it's somewhere. basically like uh, the monopoly <laughs> it's, yeah. it's definitely you know taught patience which is great you know in life and mm -hmm. when you have kids in the future and then also in disc golf like you have to be patient so i think that's the that's the biggest thing i've taken away so far it's like kind of tough because i've never played a sport where I wasn't on a team, and so with disc golf, it's very individual. So it's constantly battling between focusing on yourself and then focusing on, like, your team, which mm -hmm. is Paul. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of weak moments for me where I just want to keep choosing myself and choosing myself, and I never really understood why I was in that rhythm until, like, recently. And it can be super toxic to your relationship because disc golf is – it's all about you. Um, and then marriage is like, it's all about the other person. So it's definitely tough to balance. You're like huge wide eyed nodding your head. Cause <laughs> you get it. But, um, yeah, I mean a lot of grace and forgiveness and Jesus and we figure it out every day. So do you find anything, Paul, at all that translated into like, you said, I think you said patience and other things, but like translated into your game at all obviously i think becoming a better person is going to help you in sports just regardless mm -hmm. but like have you experienced that at all or has it been almost tougher for a little bit was there a, a ramp period where it kind of went down and back up or is it just kind of been the same and you're just like hey i'm figuring this out as we go like it, i mean it's definitely hard because um you know like she said it, it's you're choosing the other person and and with disc golf and you know where my career has always been it's always like all right, I want to go to this tournament. I want to do that tournament. And then it's like, oh yeah, Hannah, you can come along. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, that's how it's always been before. But now it's like, we have to plan it together. Mm -hmm. And like, do we want to go to this tournament? You know, it's not just like, I'm going to this tournament. It's like, do mm -hmm. we want to go? Do Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? And luckily, I think before we had met, I've kind of started trimming my 
tournaments down, so it's made it easier. But now we're to the point where she's like, I want to play this tournament, I want to play that tournament. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll go. I'll go. I, I don't have to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. where I've always felt like I have to play. Yeah, because you've, you know, over the last few years, you've never been, you know, out playing every A tier, B tier, C tier. But there are the occasional A tiers, maybe even B tiers that in Virginia, Hannah obviously loves to travel mm-hmm. to. And so you kind of come along. I mean, last year you won two days in May. I don't remember. You played the fall colors. Kansas City wide open. Yeah, KC Mm -hmm. wide open. Just some of the smaller A tiers that aren't on the pro tour now. But those are kind of your more. Well, and I think she's starting to settle into the media side too, to where Mm -hmm. she's she's working the pro tours rather than playing them. But now, when the year ends for me after the pro tour championship, she's got like three tournaments after that Mm -hmm. that we're gonna play and go to. So she's kind of starting to find her rhythm and her role. Uh, in the pro tour rather than just playing all of them and, and it's going to be you know it, we're still figuring it out so it's it's yeah i think it's working out yeah yeah and shout out you're back on the media crew this week for mvp you yep. did it last week at gmc you killed it out there you were amazing thank you thank and then you. now you're on for mvp and you actually decided not to play this week because mm-hmm. originally you were playing the tournament it's kind of like you're a local legend around here. We're all rooting for you <laughs> yeah but um i told her i was excited to watch her on the feature card and do yeah, field at the same, at the same time, time. You could have done field that. How impressive would that be? That would be <laughs> my gosh. Some kind was, of. I think it was going to take it back to the American Disc Golf Tour, whatever that was, when Barry Schultz oh, was yeah, playing. Oh yeah, he was like running over <laughs> the cameras after with like the <laughs> yeah. cheerleaders or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the pro tour doesn't end up like that. But is that? Wow, this we're gonna have a, a natural organic conversation here. So some of our stuff we that may makes not sense cover. because we're all friends. Yeah. So. Um, do you find it distracting? Because so like that's the probably one of the biggest questions people wondered after GMC. I know I kind of did a little bit. I know you guys a little bit, so it wasn't as big of a question. But like she's out there during the round, and at one point, like they did pan over alive, and you guys were somewhat chatting with each other at one point. Like, is that comfortable for you to have her out there and for you to be out there with him? Because I know obviously your husband's working, and it's stressful. If it is stressful, or you figured out the game, maybe it's not as stressful. Um, so like, what is that dynamic with her doing that? Because that's unique. Where else do we see that in sports right now? I think it's out there. Yeah. Uh, we're just, I don't think I'm sensitive to it. So it just feels like he's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing and we don't, I don't know, like you don't really feel like you need anything from that person. You're just there. So whereas like in the beginning it was a lot more of, you know do I walk with him oh he just threw a bad shot is there something I can do to help you know I wanted to assume responsibility and be a part of his success and like help out more but now it's like you know he'll he'll miss a putt or he'll cash one in from 100 feet and it's just he's just doing his job just like I am um and so I don't feel any kind of pressure walking with you or not walking with you the only thing I refuse to do is the post-round interviews because I, it's, it's never going to come off as organic. You know, I worked USDGC in 2018 and, um, UC was like, don't pretend like, pretend like you don't know him. And everyone watched me interview him on the green and was like, why aren't you excited for him? He's your husband. Like, why are you acting so strange? And then I did the disc golf pro tour interview last weekend. And I was like, you know, acting like he was my husband. And at the end, I was like, okay, love you. And people were again like, why are you doing that? And so it's just, it's never going <laughs> to yeah. be, 
It's yeah. always going to take the attention. It's never going to add anything to it. Yeah. So Okay, so just to touch on that, you said, I think you used the word refuse. So mm-hmm. as in like, you're not going to do that anymore. It, it, you've had that conversation where you're like, I'm not doing the post round. She yeah, even had it, she my... had it before GMC too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a last minute thing. Yeah, but... which is fine. I mean, yeah. I'm completely capable of doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean... It does it's, put a level of awkwardness. It's not on a matter it. of interviewing Kevin Jones me. instead yeah. of Paul. <laughs> I love how the camera. I love how the camera didn't fade just in time. So, like, I see you walking away, kind of chuckling. I loved it. So, being friends and knowing you guys, it makes it obviously. I enjoyed. But like, <laughs> if you look at it from an outside perspective of the sport, yeah, it I, makes the yeah. sport look really yeah. small. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just you know. Yeah. I like to work more with the women anyway, though. It's just more exciting for me. So, But I know in other sports, too, that like there's broadcasters that are married to the athletes and things yeah. like that. And I think, you know, there's some that come to mind. But I mean, what you were asking about when she's following during the rounds and stuff, like we talk, but mainly like she's like, oh, what what is exciting that I can talk about? Like what's going on between mm-hmm. the card? What What's the atmosphere like here? And I'll just be like, is, is it the, usually is the humidity? Quiet yeah. Is, it, is the humidity? And that's gotta be the most awkward thing right now. What you just said, the quietness following, yeah. following parts, Paul's card. Cause he was allowed, you know, one person, you were working media obviously. And so, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to go out and follow You're my plus one. I'm, a, I'm Paul's plus one at the GMC. <laughs> so I'd go out and follow the round. And then it's like, Paul hit this, I don't know, 90 footer and hole eight at Fox run the final round. And there was like three, three of us who are just ballistic. <laughs> three of the guys worked for Discraft. And like no one else is kind of just like, what's going on? Yeah. But so you kind of touched on it actually. And it was, I was hoping to ask this question. So like you have the post round interview, if you will. Okay. So like that happened, but outside of professional disc golf and like your jobs, I know it's, it's your job. So like I come home from my job and I will tell my wife like I had a hard day or something. Okay. Like there's, there are things that are stressful. I have a different Nick blast, you know, things blast rocks for a living. Oh, they hear about my I, days of work every day. I do safe professional safety. So I talk to construction worker. It's just, they don't want to see a safety guy. It's not the most glamorous job. It's a good job, but you have a disc golf job and you don't have perfect rounds every time. <laughs> Shout out to the perfect rounds or close <laughs> to the close, but do you ever, either of you, because you played tournaments too, Hannah, so both of you can kind of touch on this, but like with Paul, do you ever go and talk about, would you just say, hey, I don't want to talk about it. You already know how it was. It was rough. Or do you even tell her like, hey, I'm not feeling good after that round. Like I need time alone. No, I don't. I don't think I bring my course, mm-hmm. anything from the course back home or back after, you know, wherever we're staying and things like that. Because I mean, that's there's nothing that she can really do that's going to help me perform the next time. There's nothing that Nick can do that's going to help me perform the next time. You know, that's like, that, I guess that's one of the blessings with this, this, uh, sport is it's, it's all on me, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's all on me. So, um, but yeah, I think I'm pretty good at not taking any of that stuff back home. Um, uh, you know, whatever our plans are later that evening, we're still going to do those plans. So, um, yeah. I and those, like- and those plans might actually help too. Like if let's say you did have a bad round, you're not saying that you don't have those feelings because obviously you're a competitor. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I have those feelings and I'm always like studying in my head on what can I do to get better. Like right now we're sitting here and I'm like, some of these <laughs> moments I'm like, am I, am I unsure about what I'm going to do on hole one or what disc I'm going to throw on this? So right now. Like right now, you yeah. just, that's kind of coming through your head. You're yeah. Like, like am I going right? yellow yeah. force or white force? Yeah. You know, so exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I mean, I think I think I'm pretty good at not taking it back and 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 dumping it on her or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, to the point of, uh, like he, 
lost Worlds in 2018 at Green Mountain, and I cried and was just standing there waiting for awards and everything to go on, and I'm just like, how can we just stand here? This is ridiculous. Like, what are we supposed? Like, what am I supposed to do? And it's not the first time I've seen him lose a World Championships, because um, obviously, like in sixteen and seventeen, he, he didn't loses win. Them all so, the time. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> well, so I just um, was so just flustered, and it's it's this feeling of hopelessness, like because you just watch the person that you love, like your best friend in the world, not get what they fight for and every day they wake up with that tournament in mind and they just think about it and think about it and there's so many goals and so many practices at 1 a.m that you know that they're thinking about it and to not see it come to fruition um really hurts you but there's nothing you can do and so i have this emotion and he's just on to the next one like let's go to um GMC or Maple Hill or wherever like whatever's the next one like let's go to USCGC and I'm just like how can you be like this can you please just have a feeling and like show me that you feel some type of way and I remember having that conversation in 2016 um because we were just started dating or we had been dating for like a year or something and so I was like, what is going on? Because he's just not about it, whether he wins or loses. Like when he won last year, I, I ugly cried and was like, oh, my gosh. And <laughs> he was just he like, loses, you cry when he's he like, wins. yeah, it was kind of weird when you came running up to me. I didn't know what to do. And like, because that's his truth. But I was just like, I didn't know what to do either. I just started crying. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing the pro tour does or any of them. They just leave us standing there awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, all right, we're going to start an interview. Yeah. It's like. And then you're, you're just like, um, okay. All right, <laughs> but so good. I feel a lot more than he does. Um, and that's just because of my, the way that I am and the way that I function as a human. And he's just on to the next one. It's always the next adventure. It's always the next tournament. It's always how can I be better and continue to build. And I'm more like, wow, look what we did. <laughs> So we make a good team, but <laughs> yeah, really, what you're saying, emotion on it. Yeah, yeah. So there have been times when he's caddied for me, and I've been so frustrated, and I've like taken him off my bag, and I've blamed him for my. So I do everything wrong, essentially, and I am super emotional, and he's just. He's such a veteran that he's not that way. I so. get fired up, just not. I won't cry or. Yeah, I don't get the I don't, the level of happiness and excitement doesn't go way up here externally. Yeah, that's just me. Like when I wake up in the you morning, know, giddy as a kid. But <laughs> I start up here, yeah. so it's like can only go and up. You can just keep going up. And I know. Up and up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't go down at all. But no, no, that's that's kind of how I think when I play tournaments, there are some times where I feel like I bring it back to the house or you know whoever I'm staying with, and it's kind of frustrating because I remember I was bad with it in 2017, the first year that I actually went out with Paul tour to a couple big events. Cause like I kind of expected so much out of myself and it just really, you know, it wasn't all there in my disc golf game at all. And so I feel like though, you know, this last weekend was GMC, you know, disappointed obviously with how I played, but we still had a fun time every night. We were watching basketball every night. We watched Harry Potter, you know, we had an incredible time. So I think over the time of playing tournaments and mentally getting better with it, it kind of stays on the course. Cause I, I obviously, I can't change what happened. I can only change on what I'm going to do the next day. So mm -hmm. clearly I didn't do that with Fox Run, but <laughs> kept throwing OB still. But So you're able to manage your emotions, but is it fair to say that who you are as a person? So people talk about this, right? Are you born with the it factor, right? 
And sometimes I wonder if the it factor is just how we developed through our childhood. Is it actually like there is a gene or is it like how you developed through your childhood? And maybe the way you learn to manage your emotions and that's really just helped you as an athlete, especially in a singular athlete game where you're playing, you know, against yourself. Um, where people like Hannah and I, who are just, I, I'm emotional, but I tend to hold it in, but I'm emotional, like really emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're telling me, and you're not saying you're not emotional, Paul, you're saying you have it inside, but like, does it not ever get overwhelming? Like, I, I don't like know. pick anything From, like during the course round or I don't know anything. I, I guess when I'm in the moments, did you cry on our wedding day? That's a good question. No. I did. <laughs> I, I did. No, like, I'm sitting there as the last man. And I'm just like, my best friend. Is but, there ever been a movie? Now, this is not to make you a robot, well, but has there ever been a movie that like... Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, right. I think I get more emotional with other people's success stories than mine. Okay. Um, but that's just because I'm living it and kind of just like like in the moment to where, you know, when I see... I'm trying to think of the what because the movie that, that <laughs> there's a, there's a couple cry. movie, but she's bringing up Secretariat. It's like the dog and she's hell. bringing up the horse one, but <laughs> it's like but there's a lot of movies where it's kind of like I can like connect and see those you know those fights that these people have been through and these yeah. you know these terrible situations that these people have been through in order to succeed. And I'm trying to think of the most recent one, but oh, I, I'm watching the Dennis Rodman documentary, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. one's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like hitting me emotionally because there's so many things that are so similar with what I've been through and how I've grown up and things like that, that have, you know, that he's been through. And, and I mean, hopefully I don't turn into a Dennis Rodman. Yeah, please, please do not <laughs> but he, turn into but I'm at that, Rodman. I'm at that point where he kind of switched. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. But. I've heard a very inter- interesting interview with him. Yeah. Um, what stands out to you? You just mentioned some of the things you said, there's some things that were somewhat relatable. If you feel comfortable, what were some of those things that well, you just, just like related to? It's just that he's so different and that, I mean, I don't feel like I had a normal childhood compared to a lot of people. Like we're watching Harry Potter right now and I've, never seen harry potter like i'd never seen movies when i was younger never saw a lot of these things because it was just like either sports or you know we were really poor growing up so i'm just kind of i always mess with hannah she gets mad at me but she's like oh yeah we used to play our nintendo i'm like well must have been nice (laughs) must have been nice to have money growing up i could be like oh i love i had sausage on my pizza i'm like wow (laughs) yeah it's it's this it's the craziest things yeah milk with your cereal that's nice yeah i'll be like water have you ever had oh tricks just came back with shapes remember when they had all the shapes and he's like no we never got tricks no we we had the big bags of cereal like the 99 cent like bag, the off-brand like ones like horse uh-huh. feed yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i, mean, I, that. I love cereal yeah horse yeah. feed it's like the wheaties or no what was it it's like the uh yeah he catches me off guard with that all the time yeah. she gets so mad okay so <laughs> i find that topic interesting because i love humanity if you will mm-hmm. and like how we develop as people and this was actually one of my questions was like you have a strong work ethic in general i feel like do you feel like that ties into you your self-acclaimed? You felt like you were poor. Is that what you're? You, that's what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like that is part of your success story? Then, like, it's obviously part of your story, but do you feel like that's part of what is propelling you to success because of what you experienced? I, I'm sure it has a lot to do with it. And then, I mean, I was very fortunate to have like a great like male role model in my baseball coach. And things like that, because he was very successful in, in what he did, too. I mean, he he went, I think he was in the minors for baseball or at least, you know, it's it's one of those things like a lot of people don't understand, like minor league baseball. Like, yeah, they're good, but 
they get treated like crap. Yeah. You know, and they they don't yeah. make crap. So I mean, he he did that. He was a professional surfer, so he had success on his side, and he kind of taught that to us very young. Um, so I was taught that very young, and I think that's kind of stuck with me. Um, and then knowing that we didn't have much, so I had to make with what I was given uh, pretty early. So I think it's definitely helped develop. I, I think it's something that's developed too. Um, the work, the work ethic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it. it I mean, when you're a kid, you you could be molded, and you know when you see that. When you see it, it's so much easier to to kind of like, okay, that's what I need to do mm-hmm. when someone shows you it. So can I ask it this way? Is was it because of your your upbringing that made winning important? And so like to you, and now this is getting really deep, but like to you, if if like do you think that's what it was? like you th- your your humanity again, you're raising. Do you feel like that was like kind of put into your head? Like, oh, I think if the... I win, it's good. You know what I mean? And like, it's just driving you, whether or not it's subliminal or not. I'm not saying it's driving you in a mental, like, you know, that you have to do it. I just think the harder, I mean, I think winning's harder and I like the challenge. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think doing everything, being successful is harder. And I like that part. I mean, it'd be real easy to just be like, ah, 10th place, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Which there's a lot of people out there that are like that. It's, yeah. you know, it's kind of mind boggling, just that mentality. And it's just like, I mean, it's the it's the whole participation trophy thing, yeah. you know, and, and I know a lot of people get mad about that or, or possibly offended about it, but it's, I don't want to be a participation trophy. I don't yeah. want to be involved in that. Like, yeah, good job, you know, keep working hard, but mm-hmm. keep working hard. Like, don't just settle. Yeah. So I think... I mean, that's kind of, I think my mindset on it is, is I like choosing the harder, the harder route and not going easy. And and I think that kind of was, was a big step in the Discraft and Innova thing for me too, mm-hmm. is people are like, oh, he's going to suck now, yeah. you know? So it's weird. You had a pretty good 2019 season with Discraft. <laughs> yeah, you know? so, it was all right. So I, I, I don't know. I like the challenges. So yeah. it's the rise up. It's like the rise up to the challenge thing. And that, so people would often call that clutch. Okay, and I think you have been. I've heard it referred to as clutch. It comes down to the last bit. Who are you going to put on the line? If you had to bet for your life, I think people have done that with your game. Not really, but they've asked that question. You have to bet for I your life. Not. Yeah, who's gonna? Who's gonna? Who are you gonna put up? Yeah. And uh, hey, maybe lately they might go. I don't know. But in general, if we're talking your career, year, yeah. but if we're talking your career, nine out of ten people are choosing you. And I think that is what I'm hearing. Is it because of? That rise up to the challenge. People are going to say, I can't, or this moment's going to present itself and I'm going to miss it. So, Hannah, Dude, how, how is that? How is that? Like, have, what have you gleaned from that? Are you, were you a competitor already coming into this marriage? No. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, I, feel like I, uh, I played soccer my whole life since I was four and I absolutely loved it, but I was only on, ever on teams that were bad. And so, it's just, like the town league that I played in and everything. It's not because I was bad, just to be perfectly honest, um, because I wasn't. But, um, yeah, I just learned to be a supporting role because we couldn't – we didn't have what it took to win games, honestly. Um, But I could support the girls who were just out there to get exercise and learn some things. And so that was where my mentality went was really – I never was given the opportunities to be the superstar on the team and to be the best. And I wasn't like the fastest or the best scorer. I was always the midfielder who like fed you the ball and then watched you score, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that was just what my parents taught me and instilled in me. And so um, when I met Paul, he started to show me 
if I push myself, I can succeed in things, but I have to push myself and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really uncomfortable. And so to be honest, um, in college, I made the decision not to, you know, continue school and education and go to school for like PT school. Um, I wanted to be a physical therapist. And now in the United States, you have to have your doctorate. And my parents were like, listen, we're maxed out. We can't help you. And I kind of took that as like, okay, well, I guess I can't do that then. Um, because that was just my mentality was like, how do I do what's easiest? And even though I did it really well, um, that was really just where my mind went. And mm -hmm. so I've gotten a lot better at it because disc golf taught me that you're only as good as like your I don't know how to say this ever whenever this comes <laughs> up, but like you're only as good as you are. You know, there's never that star on your team who's like carrying you through the fairways. It's yeah. all you. And so it really um, last year at the European Open, I signed up and I fully believed that I would get like top 10 because I didn't know any of those European women. And I was like higher rated and I really believed like, OK, yeah, I can do this. And I didn't have the shots in my bag. And I didn't have that disc familiarity and the trust and all of the belief in myself that I had to work for. And so I was working out, I was eating well, and I was practicing, but I wasn't really driven and disciplined in the way that I needed to be. And I remember being on those fairways and being like, I'm done. Like, this is malarkey. And if my phone had internet service, I would be <laughs> applying for jobs back home and all this stuff. And so I remember coming off of that tournament and really reflecting and thinking, what the heck am I doing? Like, I'm 27. Why am I at the European Open playing like trash? I am like in second to last place. Fast forward all this time. Now it's like last week at the Disc Golf Pro Tour. I'm just trying to do my best on the mic and I'm absolutely doing a terrible job. And I am saying False. things like we we fully send him all of our love or we fully send him all of our like well Luck wishes and things. Like yeah. That, yeah. Things that don't make sense. And I'm tripping over my words. And I went to Jeff Spring and was like, that was a terrible experience. And he was like, really? And I was like, yes, can I try it again next week? Because I really think I can do this, but I have to, like, I have to try. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm really nervous for this weekend, but I had, like, I know I can do it. And that's what being around someone like Paul has taught me is like, it's so uncomfortable to be bad at something, but it's even more uncomfortable to stay bad at something and to not have peace knowing that you're actually putting in the work and trying to get better. And so, um, yeah, that's, he got so choked up. He left. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say, oh, Paul, he's Paul's talking, going to get some water. He's talking yeah. more than he's used to and his mouth's running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, about kind of talking about Paul's work ethic and then going over to Hannah, your work ethic when it comes to the media stuff was always kind of mind blowing to me because the amount of effort that you put in last year when you did the USDGC coverage with Fulcrum, mm -hmm. you just knew every single stat. You looked up every single thing for like the last 20 years of USDGC. Mm -hmm. And then even going into your podcast, you're in depth talking about everything and anything that relates to that situation. Yeah. You know, Matt was just raving about it earlier. Your work ethic when it comes to the media stuff to me is very inspirational. Well, thanks. You know, because we, we started up this podcast with the idea of, Let's just have some fun making some content in the disc golf world. We still then, are. Yeah. yeah, we still are. Absolutely. But it kind of got to the point where we're like, you know, we kind of have a good thing going on right now. Let's, you know, be a little bit more in depth with it when we have a guest on or, you know, when we talk about who won last week's tournament, we didn't do it tonight. But when we talk about who won last week's tournament, 
we usually say exactly what they average for the rating, mm-hmm. what the average rating was to even cash at the event. You know, who are Dark Horse picks? How'd they do? It's, you know, stuff like that. So for you, with all the media, because you do 10 times more media stuff than I do. Yeah. Probably 100 times more media stuff than I do. So to see the effort that you put into that, it does not go unnoticed in the disc golf community. I will chime in on that so she doesn't have to say thank you. <laughs> but, but like, the reality is, Hannah, uh, whether or not people think she's the right fit, I, I think she puts in the most work as well. That's yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. So we, we do appreciate Thank it. You. And I, so just to tie up this, the loose ends, if you will, of what we were talking about is his drive, which comes from, there's a challenge and I'm going to step up to that challenge and mm-hmm. I'm going to meet it. And it's, he enjoys that more of like, I'm not going to let that, I'm not going to sit back and let that beat me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you're taking. You're, you're, <laughs> I use the word gleaning, but you're take you're, you're, he's a supporter <laughs> for you in that area. I'm assuming. That's what is that kind of what you're saying? Supporting of that? Like, hey, Hannah, you can do this. Whatever you want. Um, or no. <laughs> he just kind of supports me in whatever I do. Yeah. Um, I'm huge on verbal affirmations, but um, I wouldn't say that's like your go to. I'm great at that. No. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Let's go back to, yeah, marriage yeah. therapy 101. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, you know, put a halt on that real so, quick. So, but in a way, that's helped me because. Let me bring my wife down here real quick. In oh, a yeah, way, got that's. five viewers up there right now. <laughs> Yeah. My my family's upstairs and Paul just ran out and up there. They're probably like, hey, real live in person. Yeah. They're like, they're like, wait, wait you're here, but wait, you're there. You're there at the same time. There's like a it's like the third Harry Potter. Yeah. Away. yeah. Okay, so that's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to wrap up on that? Because we've got more we'd like to talk about, but we'd love to hear if you have any else other thoughts on that. Uh yeah, just um People are saying say... you have an amazing radio voice. They just chimed in. So thank you. Also, <laughs> hi you to Miss Maximus. Um <laughs> Yeah, so basically what I was going to say is, in a way, him not being supportive has really challenged me to make sure I'm doing what I need to do um, without, you know, someone telling me what to do because that goes into my personality as well. So the fact that he's maybe not always there with like, you did amazing, great job. He does let me know that. But, you know, I'm not come. I won't come off of this and he won't like look at me in the car and be like, you did so good tonight, babe. Like, that's just not the way that he works. It if she asked me. Out. If, if I ask him. Yeah, but for sure. Ask, no, no, no. He's of... not cheap with compliments. Yeah. Like, he'll definitely like okay. give them to me. But in him doing that, it really pressures me to believe in myself. He's so. also very good at criticism. <laughs> yeah. Like, Paul, hey, Paul, hey, how was he my is. shot? He was like, dude, it was OK. But like. I threw it like a hundred feet further than you. What's going on? No, I don't. Really. I don't yeah, I don't use the word perfect no. a lot. Yeah, no, no. gosh, no. Yeah. So that shot was per. No, it wasn't. No. Yeah, no, because very rarely is it ever. But yeah. do you think, you know, not when you first started playing, but was there ever a point where you were kind of like getting yourself out on the road, maybe touring to bigger events? Did you ever feel like you were bad at disc golf? No, I've never really looked at it that way. I've looked at like, yeah, there are times that I'm not as good as I was, like am now, but no. 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 So you you figured that when you were ready to get out onto the road, you were ready to do it. You were ready to compete. I just feel like, I mean, I feel like if you're saying like you're bad, you're like going backwards. Mm -hmm. So it's like always like, oh yeah, that can get better. There's obviously always room for improvement with that. So we're hearing Paul's mentality here and that's excellent. But I have to ask, when you were introduced to disc golf, can you remember your first couple throws? Because I can remember they mine. They weren't bad. They weren't bad. No. <laughs> That's what well, I mean. Really? It's, well, it's like I was playing baseball at the time. Okay. So it's like obviously I know how to throw 
Um, and then it was like, I don't remember, and I don't remember him going like super like heisering out and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. if anything, I turned it over too much. Were you mainly forehand coming from baseball initially? Yeah. When I started and it took like, it it was probably like my third or fourth year when I developed a backhand. Oh, no kidding. Like, like where the backhand became my more dominant dominant shot. Yeah. Um, is there coverage way back? Of you I wasn't when you were doing more forehand stuff, or was it by the it would, time it you were been, on coverage? I mean, I'm trying to think. The earliest one that is probably known is 2007 Am Worlds. Terry Miller probably has that DVD yeah. somewhere because he was, I think, the tournament director of that one. And I was dominantly, I was predominantly backhand by then. So that was the I started 2004, five, six. So yeah, that would have been my fourth year. Um, but yeah. I don't think, I think I was always like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. Not mainly like I should throw a forehand here because that's what I'm comfortable with. If it's calling for a gotcha. backhand, I'm going to be throwing a backhand. I mean, I guess I shouldn't have expected any other answer. Than like, yeah, I no don't kidding. think I was yeah. ever bad. I was like, this is going to be But let me ask Hannah, answer. do you remember when you were bad at disc golf? <laughs> She's nodding. Um, yeah, like three years ago. And I didn't give, we didn't give any intro here, like our relationship, like how we all know each other. And we don't need to get deep into that. I was going to say, we've said but it at least throughout the podcast. Yeah, you said it on the last podcast yeah. that I? I was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we talked about Nick, when Hannah, oh, Hannah yeah, when right. Hannah so was go back on. and listen yeah. to that episode. But I introduced Nick. Nick introduced Hannah. Hannah fell in love with Paul. And that's the story. Nick didn't introduce us. I did not. No, I no, introduced I said, Hannah. No, no, no. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Hannah. the sport. To the sport. That brought me, I kind of was one of the reasons, whoops, Hannah got into it. And then, obviously, yeah. you two met. I okay. know Nick because of Hannah. Yes. yes. And I know Matt because of... Who was it? Well, it's both of you guys, huh? It's technically, yeah. yes. Hannah, you weren't married at the time. And you... you were, I'm sure you were... It was dating. But Nate and Paul's RV broke down or something. Or needed to be fixed. Can they stay at your house? That's how this whole thing actually... Oh, happened. yeah. When we stayed here. But I, I remember the first time I met your son, I made him cry. Mm-hmm. I did that's that. Wow, that's rude. I did that. That's very awful of you. Made Hunter cry. Really? Yeah. Hunter cry. Was he just crying because he was, he was like, so excited? He was, he was so, so excited. excited. He started crying. It was at uh, Pyramids. Right. Mm-hmm. It was at Pyramid. Wow. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, when I met Aisha Curry, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, I get Hunter's it. upstairs probably right now trying not to cry. Cry. <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Hunter. Well, we Nick Carl you, cried when he met Paul McBeth. We all cry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> oh, so yeah. Funny. I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. It totally That's did. so funny. So let's, yeah. all right, so let's do this. This is a very short answer, I feel like, because we don't need to debate it. We've actually done these debates, but yeah. we just want to hear it out. We want to settle it. <laughs> yeah. Just a quick, simple answer out of your mouth. Which round of disc golf? do you feel was your best ever was it during a tournament i'm sure it was but what was it d-glow okay Hannah? What, what is that 2018 nope. yeah 2018 2018 yeah okay what do you feel like his best round was oh my best round oh i don't know okay don't ask me that <laughs> i just to be determined yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was that was it hasn't it hasn't happened yeah. yet that was that's, short the best round i've ever observed yeah. firsthand which luckily yeah but yeah. i mean i was there so of course to me and it's my home course it <laughs> looked was, amazing that was insane a 45 that was stupid but you only missed a few because it was. but just... yeah my, my only knock on that is like it, it wasn't for you, the win well like yeah i won you yeah but you were no, like you were leading no. by so Your pressure much. wasn't my there. only knock on the maple hill is like if you just throw in a straight line like that's all you need to do yeah. you don't have to move He's the disc left you don't have to move the disc right nope, i hear you i mean it's i think throwing the disc straight's the hardest shot in disc golf okay but you only have to know, do one shot really the whole time to shoot well there. You said that before. I know. But at, at D Glow, like you're, cur- you're you're making it go right, you're making yeah. it go left, you're doing it back. So then, can we forehand. do this? This is 
I'm just putting it out there. You can say whatever you want. Is Ricky's 46 last year or two years ago better than your 45 on the original better, layout? No. Okay. Better no. I th- I mean it changed like the, two the, holes. Well, a the one bit. hole that changed it was changed for the for like it's easier. That hole's yeah. easier. So I kind of agree, and I've had this debate. I just wanted to hear what your opinion yeah. was. But on I that. I mean also And there wasn't it, pressure on you. Yeah. So you laid up on hole what was now 14. 14. You laid up. If yeah, there was I played pressure, it. you would have played it. I didn't want to lose my disc. Yeah. Exactly. And and like I so, mine was for the win, his was for eighth. So had you hit like, 14 instead of laying up, best round ever, right? Well, yeah, and I hit the, well, I hit the <laughs> it's no, one no, 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 okay. not the okay. best round ever. No, not okay. the best round ever. All right. But I uh I remember like I went off the basket on six, I went off the basket on 14. Mm-hmm. I think I went off the basket on 14. And then yeah, I missed 13. I mean that 13th is a very good hole. 14, yeah. Six. Six. And uh but you you I gave yourself one of them. Was it nine? No. Nine was a nine. par three. Yeah, because nine, nine was, was a par, par three, three back, back then. then too. Yep. Guys, no offense, I haven't seen it yet, and you're spoiling it for well, me. Well, if you go on you Disc Golf see. Planet, it's a four and is a half hour there? round. I'm last People time I looked, maybe about, about a year or two gone. ago, it might be gone now yeah. at this point. But yeah. it's pretty crazy because you know the 17 down at, um, excuse me, Fountain Hills, is technically the highest rated round of all yeah. time. But it's funny to hear you say that that's not even in contention. Yeah, with oh, actually you know what's what I, do you think I've, the second best so round <laughs> we've had this debate well, do you so think much. 18 at waco or 17 it's, at fountain well then i still have that round at usdgc too which was oh, 15 or 15 oh, or 16 or something like that yeah. but it, it's like difficult because yeah. that was before i shot the 18s but what i described it as um fountain hills was mistake free basically mm-hmm. you can't have any mistakes there because yeah. they're all par threes mm-hmm. and then you go to maple hill where you got the par four so if you have a bad drive you can still make up for it yeah um and then what was it usdgc there's so many eagle opportunities that yeah. I, I feel like if you shot you'd have to shoot a 20 or something to be perfect it's in your top five can we kind of yeah, settle yeah, that yeah, okay. yeah yeah it's it's top. pretty crazy if you've yeah. never played the toboggan course how you know you watch Paul's 18 down on YouTube and he makes it look just so smooth and the putts that he was hitting were insane. But when you actually go to the toboggan course, when I did in 2019, that's when I fully appreciated that 18 down because that was like that's insane. So you know? that's like I say for the Olympics, for for the <laughs> why am I bring up the Olympics for the Olympics? I feel like they should have like the average Joe. Like so tomorrow, yeah. Paul, <laughs> yeah. I should I literally go and tee off every shot before your card does. Just to show people. Like, <laughs> to give them a, a reference. Hey, yeah, don't worry, here's I, a 930 rated. I'm throwing well, you as could, best I can. You I, could look at most of these tournaments and find a 930 yeah. rated. No, I, I, I wanted I, on live coverage before <laughs> just to make everybody realize how I did that. I did that two years ago when I played on the feature card. <laughs> That's right, I showed you what the that. average Joe What was do. it, like 30 stroke difference or something? <laughs> I shot plus five. You shot, I think, eight or nine Oh, you only shot plus five? Yeah. You were the amp champ, though. I was the amp champ. coming off all that momentum. Yeah, I was coming off the, you know, you called me champ that night. It was pretty crazy. (laughs) Nah, my my one highlight, yeah, he was like, what's up, champ? And I'm like, I fainted. That's when he cried. I passed out. (laughs) That that is when I cried. No, my one highlight, you know, big highlight of that round was on hole 12. I was the only one to take a birdie. So I get the three on hole 12. And then on hole 13, I proceed to like three put. I take a five on it. And it was like... Okay, that's why I'm an average Joe. <laughs> okay, so he's an average Joe. Um, we have one more question that's kind of related to competition, and then Hannah's like, "Okay, are you guys done?" Talking competition yet? Uh, yeah. But here's but here's that there here's that question: uh, Are your lack of wins this year compared to recent years? Okay, so I'm comparing it to recent years. Are your lack of win and COVID's a weird time, anyways? But it's just a perception. 
I have the perception. Probably other people have the perception. Are your lack of wins this year due to your competitors improving? Or is it something else? Like, do you feel, what do you feel about all that? That's funny. Um, Nick and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest difference from my wins and not having wins is putting for me is solely putting. But I mean, I think this year I'm not playing as well because of that. I'm not scoring as well as I should be. Um, and I think there's only one tournament where I finished out of the top five this year. I took a 10th, I have a fifth and then everything else is third or better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not out of them. And I think just a putt or two could change that and, and things like yeah. that, but it's just all putting and putting confidence. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not playing as good as I should be this year. I'm not playing as good as this year as I was last year, but that's completely turning around like right now. Like it's, it's trending for the better and, and, and especially putting. So, yeah. And yeah, Nick and I were talking about this, the recency bias or whatever, whatever. Yeah. The recency bias. Is. The, yeah. Which, cause I mean, I, I think know, there's only get into it, but right now I feel like I'm, I'm probably the best player this year minus i think the only difference right now is eagle has two pro tour wins and i yeah. have one pro tour win. but his average finish at a pro tour it's event is like place. a six oh yeah, i thought six it was 6.7 or, or something eight like that or something like that no so, it was eight it's like seven or eight yeah seven or eight so, when you talk about his pro tour average finishes but paul has one win with an average of third place don't confuse yeah don't confuse that question with saying you're not performing as well as much as the wins specifically the wins, the wins? because you there was a uh, year, yeah, right, where you won. You're like the most winningest year ever. It was yeah. just like that's all you did. Mm -hmm. Are you saying you literally believe it's just because of the putts, or is there an element there where it's also other competitors? There are a few who are starting to take it more seriously, and so there will be a parity, even if your putting comes back. Now, I know your mental game isn't going to allow you to say that you can't beat them, but there, are, when eventually that's the best part about sports yeah there's eventually definitely you're gonna have this head-to-head -head who makes the fewest mistakes there's definitely more players and you can't have like i think if we're going back to like 2015 when i was winning all those events and, and um you know in one year i think the biggest thing there was it was kind of that transitional period of where like the dos was moving out mm -hmm. you know felberg was moving out all these players were starting to move out and these these younger players were coming in you know, and I think it's still going to be as competitive as it was back then, but it's just going to be different names now. Yeah. Um, so sure. I think mainly why I'm not winning right now is, is on me. Uh, but I think there is a lot of these players that are getting that are getting better. You know, the Eagles, the Kevin Jones, the Calvins. But I think it's going to be very similar. It's going to be like a group of like six um, or so that are up there competing and battling. Yeah. I just I just find it interesting and I always find it interesting also being one of the the guest host or the host on this show asking those questions because I ask these questions sometimes because I think about them but sometimes because I know other people are thinking them and I, I appreciate your answer there and then I think it's funny sometimes on our show because I know Nick's like you guys are buds and it's like Nick's like sitting over here quiet and I'm like I'm gonna ask the question and it's not because I don't like Paul it's because I think yeah. it's a good question to talk about it is a good no, question. yeah I think they're all awesome questions it's definitely cool to kind of like pick his brain about the mentality of where disc golf is competitions wise this year because it definitely you know like we said the 2020 season has been a weird year and there's been multiple names winning multiple events and eagle being the only one who's won multiple pro tour events mm -hmm. like we had colton jump up this year mm -hmm. kj's now won the event you know 
we have Nico five. Has one. Yeah. yeah, Nico's got one this year. I don't, I don't have a single win since I've turned 30, so it's not looking good. <laughs> you're capped, man. You're, you're downhill from here. I don't know, but you're in my top three, so yeah. you could win it. But oh, I was man. forced to pick a winner for this event. But you could win it. You're in my top three. So yeah, I mean, it. I finished you're top always three on. in almost all that's my events. You always all are. but two. And that's that's why I said don't confuse that question because yeah. I think it's it's crazy for anybody to go. What about the decline of Paul? And I'm like. Yeah. Is there any other player that is, and we're talking about him, him sitting here, is there any other player who's finishing in the top 10, <sighs> like hands down every event? And there's not. Yeah, I have three wins this year. I've played yeah. nine events, so 33%. Yeah. If, if this... Not too shabby. It's not good enough. Yeah. What were they? You got <laughs> uh, DDO, time Open, Wintertime. DDO, and then the Venhor, the oh, the Venhor technology. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Hannah, you're sitting over there so patiently, just listening and <laughs> nodding. And well, he hasn't really been on many podcasts. Well, and she already did a podcast earlier today too. So. I did. And, and she's we already have been a on full one of episode. our episodes. Yeah, you can go listen to a full hour and a half of Hannah. Um, that's not to no. say we're not interested here, but related to your home course, you both obviously have this property. I've heard about it. I think it is 40 acres. You're putting, you're building a disc golf course. How close is that opening? And what is your I mean, together you've decided you don't mind people walking all over your property, I'm assuming. So, like, what does this look like for the future? You can answer it. Mm. Yeah. How are you involved in this project, Hannah? Like, are what is your role in it? Is there any role for you? Or are you just sitting back and watching him do his thing with the, the home course? Uh, the second one. I'm definitely just sitting back watching him <laughs> do his thing. No, we're, I mean, we're, it's designed. We're waiting on the baskets, which will be the 1800 baskets. The greatest round ever. If that's yeah, if we're still awesome. ro- if we're still rolling with that, yeah, oh yeah, oh very cool. Um, yeah, so they're yeah. sending me those yeah. baskets, and uh, wow, yeah. So just take a moment. That is yeah. very cool. Yeah, so that's your course will be museum esque. Yeah, yep. Like yeah. in that sense, the first cool. first ever on you know some kind of major event. Mm-hmm. I know there's been other 18s and things like that, but this is the first like big tour level event. Um, uh, but it's gonna be on our property really quick, but um. My my vision was always to walk out onto my pr- front porch just like this on like a crisp fall day when we're off the tour and just watch people because all the leaves will be off the trees and just like watch people making or missing their putts like <laughs> just but, sipping yeah. tea. I, think I would never throw that shot. <laughs> I think this is He's her lining vision. up all wrong. Her vision when we're like I would 65. Never throw that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then watching people like looking for their discs and being like, it's over there. Nope. A little to the left. Yeah. Keep going. Cold, hot, Got hot. it. Great. <laughs> Maybe by that point, if you're really that old, there will be disc technology. You know, just be like <laughs> track it. track. Your head yeah. like buzzes on the left if we you freaking need that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, as far as the course goes, it's it's designed. We're waiting on the baskets. Um our machines keep breaking, so the grass is overgrown. But it's it's. I would I would guess the course would be done by the spring or summer next year, but I don't know when I'll open it because I don't want to just like have like an opening where there's no pro shop. Like I want to have a driving range. I want to have all the parking and all that stuff done. So as usual, he wants to do it right. Yeah, the best way he can yeah, exactly. and be the best. Can we get a Nick and Matt show media pass to go do like a review <laughs> on it before it officially opens? Well, I'm sure Nick will be there. Nick already knows. Yeah, yeah, like Nick he'll, he'll probably be playing. Like I'll, I'll probably have people playing on it, but I won't have like an opening to yeah. the public or anything like that until I feel like, all right, this is ready to go because I don't want it to not 
you know, I mean, the expectations are going to be so high and it won't be because I'm talking it up. You know, it'll be like shows like this that are like, oh, is your course done? Is it ready? And things like that. Because there is a course that's opened up that I've already had a partial design in. And, it's and so there's another good. One, there's another one that we're working on that'll be open up before mine is. But I guess the benefit is, is you know, it'll be my first designed course. Yeah. That'll be done. Start to finish. That we're doing. Own, yeah. Yeah. And. With the 18 under baskets. And mm -hmm. so, what might be a special feature that you thought of? Maybe there isn't anything. A special feature that your course or venue, if you will, would offer. Well, Hannah, Hannah said she wants Taco Bell. Okay. So <laughs> Actually, today, I'm so hungry this right now for Taco Bell. Well, oh. yesterday. Yeah, I know, right? Well, yesterday we were at Maple Hill and he had to do his press conference. And sometimes they have like pizza and stuff for sale, but they didn't have anything. So I was like, how cool would it be? Because in going to college... Um, you're distracting me. Quit having a side conversation. I was trying to think of what we've what, never had a married we couple in yeah. studio before. This is really interesting. So, um, yeah, but he, we, so in college we had like the fast food stuff, but it was like a smaller version where you could just go and like scan your meal pass and grab something. And so I was like, how cool would that be if Maple Hill had like a little Taco Bell, like express in there, like Chick-fil-A express where we're all hungry for lunch and we could just like go grab that really quick. So I said, our course at home should have like a Taco Bell in it or something. Yeah. So we were at Bushel and Peck and we kind of brought that up to where oh, like yeah. they had all the, they have all the cookies, they have mm -hmm. all the sweets and then they have like all their, it's like, is it Deli, like family? Meats or? And but it's like, how cool would it be? Like if your course had that to where people could like buy that. There's like actually macaroni eat, salad and, and then like, all that you know, stuff like in there. I don't drink. She sometimes, but like, I, but I think it'd be really cool if like you had like the alcohol there for people if they wanted to just mm -hmm. sit there and relax and do so this is like at that, but the venue you're at now like I say the venue that would be it's yeah. your that house would property be, that would yeah. be yeah that would be awesome and and if possible great to do yeah. because mm -hmm. I mean who knows if it's possible yet but I, I wouldn't be against having that kind of atmosphere there we can see like yeah. through foundation and mm -hmm. all that obviously mm -hmm. the the vlogs and yeah. everything like we've yeah. seen your training facility mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that ever going to be a part of a public offering like something to be developed there like you become a member or something or is it just like no we would build <laughs> hannah's shaking her head or would you be building like a venue i like, don't think that would accommodate the you know that type of atmosphere i think if we had like a very small group maybe like a little camp or something like that that is possible but i think long term we won't live in that house and that property i mean we'll still own it and things like that but i don't think hannah and i will live on no. that property when the course is yeah is ready to go yeah. So it kind of just it, get a little hectic. It kind of sounds like a Maple Hill vibe of just with the sap house. Yeah. Because it's mm -hmm. nice to be able yep. to, like, mm -hmm. say at the end of the day or even during the tournament, it's really fun to just sit up by Holy Teens Green yeah. or up in the clubhouse, the sap house. Yep. And they got arcade games up there. Normally they do have the food, they've got the hot dogs, they've got the pizza and everything. But this year is obviously whack. So they don't have any of that. Wickety whack. Wickety whack. Yeah. Absolutely wickety whack. Just wondering. So. Wickety yeah. wickety wickety. No, whack. but food. I, I I love golf in the sense of going to a country club because after you're done playing, you can usually hang house, out. Yep. You go to the clubhouse. Watch you have lunch. Sport. You watch sports going on. Someone just live comments and rent out the house to Nick so he can mow the grass. I saw that. That's <laughs> excellent. I said I don't have to. Nick would to do rent that. out the house. He'll just yeah, do it. I, yeah. I was going to say, I'll drive down there right now and go mow the grass. <laughs> off my tea time tomorrow. I'll go mow <laughs> you your know. grass for you. No. Just that that cool kind of clubhouse atmosphere. I've always, you know, that, yeah. that's what I like. And I hope more disc golf courses do get into mm -hmm. that vibe. And I think you can really only do that if they're private. Yeah. It's really oh, hard yeah. not to. Yeah. So yeah. that would be well, kind especially of, with the vending and everything. Yeah, the vending and things yeah. like that. So I think that would that would probably be 
long term what will be a difference besides it being you know the baskets and the, my yeah, first design exactly. course and things like that so. all right i want to give hannah one last opportunity again we did a whole podcast so like earlier so people can go check it out it's actually episode number two this mm -hmm. is episode number 17 so 15 later that's actually quite a while it's, it's pretty good four months okay yeah so we have a thing going with simon every 10th episode he's coming on well maybe you're every 15 i don't know okay yeah, we'll figure it out <laughs> Um, and Paul will be every seven. No, I don't know. I said once, once a year. Is on the 15th. Once a year. Once a year. That's know. good. Yeah, once a year would be good. Yeah. Um, so, so here's here it is. So they can go listen to that episode, obviously. But it's been about five months, and I do have a question for you. Your dreams, your goals, your visions, as a person, obviously those are always continuing to develop. Mm -hmm. But right in this moment, not like where you want to be in five, because that's a big question. But like right in this moment, what are you trying? Is it, you said in that episode, like, I'm going to try media. Yeah. Is that like where you're finding yourself right now? You're like, that's what I'm giving a go right now. Yeah. I'm just comfortable like with being charismatic and sharing pieces of myself, uh, whether it's vlogging or podcasting or doing interviews like this or, um, you know, updating people from the field or calling golf. Like I just... For some reason, I just understand it, and I think it's because so much of my hobbies are sports-related. Um, obviously, my husband's a professional athlete, so I know what it takes to be at the top, and then I understand that aspect of everything, and then I also spend a lot of my time listening to sports radio. Um, you know, I like The Herd with Colin Cowherd, and I like... Um, Maybe I'm crazy with Joy Taylor and I like Skip and Shannon and I, I like all these different aspects and kinds of shows. Um, and I love disc golf podcasts too. So I just, I see it and I understand it. And so for me to emulate it is really easy and it's, and it's not something I really have to try super, super hard at. Whereas like with professional disc golf, I felt like it was the opposite. Um, just coming from soccer, I never did anything like volleyball or softball so that's I think why I've taken to the media side is because I see much more success with it and I know that if I apply myself I'll be successful and it's something I can do and still travel mm -hmm. so I don't know you know where it's going to take me I just kind of keep saying yes to everything and doing my absolute best and giving it my best shot and I get a lot of support I mean it's tough to be a woman like I it's tough to be a woman in disc golf media. When I was following his cards, I turned around and I was the only woman with like 12 guys, whether they were players or cameramen or you disc scorekeepers or spotters, everyone was male. And so you definitely stick out when you're a woman and there is some of that pressure because there is that special attention. But um, I feel like I can handle it and I've done really well and I'll just continue to get better. So Well, and now you have the party podcast. Yeah. And... I've, I've listened to you whenever you're on media I go and check it out okay thanks yeah I think I heard you say you better even, just yeah kidding. <laughs> well listen I'm gonna throw this out there I heard you're even getting compensated for it and I think yeah. you said that yeah so whether it's two dollars or two hundred dollars it doesn't matter the fact oh it's two thousand dollars or two million dollars that's so, a huge contract per hour we've turned uh, down right we already turned down yeah. a million dollar agreement we won't say who but no yeah. <laughs> I was like what Nick, Nick oh, yeah. and I are just staying on yeah, our own yeah. why not Speak with all it. these super we're chats trying, that we're, we're trying getting. to build our brand yeah, I mean exactly. like your yeah, podcast I mean, seems your setup is really legit I'm looking at the screen though and there's like this little Nick and Matt little thing Nick really needs a tan 
Yeah. I think he's the so, dark one of the two now. Well, that Thank was you. I appreciate time. that. That was during the winter time. It was. When did we start this? About March or April. Matt said, hey, send a selfie to me so that I can go send us. Also, his you know, new headphones, too, please. <laughs> those are. So you'll funny. see those. You go back to my room tonight. You'll see my gaming headset. <laughs> and anyways. But oh, that's so yeah, funny. she did make me a little white. But it's funny. The first picture that we <laughs> she, had. Of yeah, it, we had an artist. Do yeah, this the first picture that we had of this logo. You know, I was growing out. My oh. little fake beard and mustache that I can somewhat do in the like one you six got going months. Right now. Yeah, but it was a little bit bigger. <laughs> and she actually gave me like a full on goatee. Whoa. Oh, it was man. pretty sweet. Yeah, it actually looked decent, but I was like, goals, I, huh? I'm going to shave. Those so, are goals. yeah. Nice. yeah big, All right. Well, let me talk about goals. my podcast quick. Yes, do that. <laughs> Go for uh, it. Please. Excellent. And actually, can I say this? And this is not to put you on the spot by any means because Christine's not here. Put me on the spot. Okay. Here's here's what I was wondering. Christine if might be here. At some point. No, it's late. Can we do. It's too late. It would be a little weird, but some point we could at least figure out a collab going one way. If we did like a. I like how you said that. Collab. 10 minute, collab. A collab. I don't collab. know if that is a word. Anyway, collaboration. A collab. A collab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where like a 10 minute segment obviously turns into 20, but like a 10 minute segment where like you and Christine come on and talk the FPO to our followers because uh-huh. we don't. We're men. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe well, some I did, point. So I did that I was on, on my podcast once. He was. <laughs> okay, you did great. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I did that on Ulti World um, last week. I listened to Vermont. that as well. And I don't remember why. What was relevant? What was I talking about that they wanted to shoot? Um, something happened in women's disc golf, and they wanted me to talk about it. And I didn't. Um, maybe it had to do with media or the tea time switch. Yeah. Yeah. From um, Ledgestone. And they wanted me to talk about like some of the tea time switches and then some of the other like media things that happened. That was a long time that you were on it. Yeah, it was. Um, And they said the same thing. There's so much content that comes out of the FPO division that it's hard to keep track of because, you know, you can't you can't pay attention to everything. And so um, a couple of years ago, just like in summary, I had an idea for like a ladies night podcast. And I thought about, you know, reaching out to the guys at Smashbox and doing like Smashbox ladies night. Um, but I didn't know anything about podcasting and I didn't know that it was going to become so popular. And I wasn't vlogging and I really wasn't putting myself out there like that. I couldn't even handle doing like Facebook Live or anything if they even had that then. <laughs> but um I just kind of kept dwelling on it, kept thinking about it because there was always podcasts for the open division, but there was rarely ever content for the women and there was rarely ever film for the women, you know? And so now fast forward all these years, uh, we went out to the West Coast and played the Wintertime Open and Memorial and we came home, Paul went out to Waco and I stayed home to get the RV ready. And when I stayed home, I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, all right, we're going back out on tour and this is going to be our life and i got to get Harrison ready and, you know, organize all the things because there's a lot of little details when you live in an RV and things you have to be careful of and uh, plan for. And so we, I moved our whole life into the RV and I cleaned everything, got it all ready. And then he called me and was like, I think we're going to get sent home today. Um, you know, this COVID-19 business is getting really serious in the U.S. and I think it's not safe and we're going to get sent home and I don't know the next time that we're going to be out on tour. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you completely honestly, there was a very big part of me that was like, yay, like I get to have some time with my husband and we have, um, and this is being completely transparent and selfish because we are in a position where we're not worried about playing every tournament, you know, um, 
because of all of his efforts and the way that his the fruits of his labors have paid off. And so I was very happy to not go back out on tour and compete. And it was because I'm not very good. Like I am 9-11 rated, I think now, and I wasn't putting rounds together and I wasn't ready to go be competing with like these women who are 960 and 980 rated on average. Um, and so it's hard to show up week in and week out and be bad at something. And tell me about it. I'm in the podcast world, man. We show up week in and week out and get roasted. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. We have, um, a, we have a lot of good yeah. commenters and followers. I'm joking. But yes. Yeah. But uh, so I just I felt that way, you know, and I didn't really like voice that. Um, I probably did to him, but I was kind of like, I'm kind of glad that we like get to be home. We get to yeah. hang out and like, you Forced know, I'm going to have a garden and we get to I get to spend time with my mom and um, all that stuff. And so. I saw the energy that was coming off of all of the other women in the sport and they were like Kona posted that like she was so upset and Paige and all these women who are so in love with the sport were just like crying and like I can't believe we don't have this right now like disc golf is my life and I just interviewed Haley King and she had like this same exact idea like I am so devastated and so um, we you know it was it was tough and I started to ask myself like what am I doing? Like if, if I don't do this now, like if I don't create something now where I like, sure I can vlog. And like, we had just started to become friendly with Brody. And so like he came and visited, um, before everything like went super crazy. And like we filmed together and in, in February and stuff, like before wintertime, I think, and all this stuff. And so YouTube was becoming a thing, but I was like, man, like if I don't go for this whole podcast business right now, like when am I ever going to do that? You know? And so I contacted Jeff Spring and I said, like almost word for word, I was like, hi, I know that this is the least of your worries right now because your entire tour just got shut down. But I would very much like to do a podcast on the Disc Golf Network focusing only on women. And I did not get a text back <laughs> because, you know, everything was going on. I'm sure he read it and yeah. had good intentions. But, like, when your entire tour is getting shut down, like, you don't need to respond to me. Um, and so he was on the phone with him. And I said, hey, can you just mention me and, like, talk about the podcast and, like, the opportunity and stuff. And so um, Jeff – and I got on the phone and we talked it out and, and he absolutely loved it. And I talked to Mahmood and I pitched him three ideas for podcasts. Um, the disc golf pod, the disc, the pro tour pod, like, sorry, the pro tour pod, which is the podcast of the pro tour. Um, and I was going to be a writer for that and be a producer and not be talent um, or be like side talent. And then the ladies night podcast, which is the original idea that I had. Um, and then another one that I'm not going to say, but, uh, I had all these ideas and I wrote it all out and I just, I, you know, had to send it to them and, and they had to tell me and give me feedback. And the one that they loved was ladies night. And so Christine, I called Christine and I got her, um, to join me and my crazy experiences and my crazy ideas. And then we decided very last minute that ladies night maybe wouldn't be the best idea because most of the men, most of the people watching and commenting right now are men. And so, um, nobody's going to show up to the course, you know, after the weekend and be like, Hey bros, did you catch the latest episode of ladies night? Like it just doesn't really, did you? 
It just doesn't really seem like something that would draw viewership. Um, and for the Disc Golf Network, I knew we if we wanted to push the FPO stuff, we had to be inclusive. And so we dis, just named it like the Party Podcast. And I had a really awesome artist come up with like he and I worked on the graphic. And so now it's up and I I have like the easiest job, like the content, the stories write themselves. You just have to pay attention and like this past weekend was epic and it's great to see a lot more women like in the beginning Missy Gannon was featured and it was awesome to just get a lot more women coming on to like Smashbox and Ulti World and you know all of those podcasts and PDGA Radio and but it's not enough because they don't know they're not asking the questions like I ask the questions like I had a full podcast with Katrina Allen who last year was the villain of FPO and I just talked to her about, like, what did that do to you to have put your whole life into something and have all of these people just desperately want you to accept that fate for yourself and accept that you are the villain and brand yourself that way. And that's not at all who you feel that you are. Like, what did that do? And they don't ask like you would never ask her that. Like you may, maybe you would because you have like good questions, <laughs> yeah. but you haven't been around. Like yeah. you're not going to know, yeah. you know. And so it's just been really cool to highlight women like Kona and Lisa Fakus and Katrina Allen and these women who just aren't asked those questions and they're not given platforms to talk about their stories. Because mm -hmm. the minute that the, these men who are paying attention like can connect with these women, they'll be fans forever. Like if you're from Texas and you show up to it, you watch, you know, coverage and you see Valerie Mandahano made the lead card of Worlds last year for her, the first time she ever played Worlds last year. And she's from Texas. And I yeah. say that in my commentary or on my podcast, you're going to connect with her and go, oh, I'm from Texas, Texas forever. I stinking love her. Like, let's go Valerie instant fan. And when you see her name pop up, you will be likely to like root for her. Um, and so that's what I try to do is I just try to desperately connect the fan base with the women because like there's just not enough people doing that. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty crazy. But <laughs> Your contribution is 1 million percent needed. And I think yeah, that I was there's going to be very much needed. There's going to have to be more of you. Like I interviewed Haley King last week, uh, in Vermont cause we were staying together she told me that when she got sent home from the Disc Golf Pro Tour during COVID, she went and she firmly believed that that was it for the year. She she said she cried and she was just like so upset. And she went and got a job at Pizza Hut. And she went and like got a part-time job because she literally believed like, I am not going to be playing professional disc golf this mm -hmm, year. Mm -hmm. And so three months later to get an email from Jeff Spring, when you are 18 or 19 years old and like you – refused college she was a great student she refused college and she pursued disc golf full-time this is her first time like well she went on tour last year with Callie McMorrin right. but like this is her first time really choosing it for herself and like really making it happen mm -hmm. and to have it just get taken away from you at such a young age and she took it upon herself to go get a job and it's just like what like she was still going to pursue the crap out of her dream but she was like all right if I'm going to do it I'm if I'm going to keep going I've got to make money and you see that when she's on the fairway, she'll go OB and she's never going to give up on herself. And so it's like 
I love bringing out the characteristics of these women because it's so necessary and they're not just a bunch of women throwing discs who are whining and complaining and, you know, Paige isn't just dominating a field. There's so much to talk about and, like, I could literally talk about it right now for, like, four hours. What in this? Paul's this like, goes no, no, no. This goes back. <laughs> no, no. It's like I got Order of the Phoenix to watch tonight. This oh, goes gosh. back to this goes back to what Paul was saying though, and we're getting really close to playing some of these cool segments. But about rising to the challenge, and I think if there's a story to be told about what that person's challenge is that they are rising to, then people are invested in that, mm -hmm. and you can see the pro tour doing a lot better with that lately. Yeah. Contributions like what you're doing, and hopefully, and I, I appreciate the shout out. Yes, we will ask those questions when we get people on here. We do try to ask questions that are not related strictly to what's your favorite disc, what kind of bag are you throwing, what's yeah, your, like, yeah. What is touring which, in your van yes, like? Exactly. What is your van? Which, How people want to know that. that which, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, like a lot of the questions that we get when Matt posts, you know, hey, ask us these questions. They're so like they're the questions that everyone asks <laughs> all the time, and we want to dig deeper. Well, we don't, yeah. you know, like. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, like, when, when these – everyone's probably going to know who I'm talking about. But when these podcasts have the winner of a tournament, you already know what questions they're going to be asked. Yes. Oh, well, so-and-so just won this tournament. Let's have them on our podcast. And it's yeah. like, you already know what the questions are going to be. Yeah. Like, and it's very – it's, like, almost like the same time. Same. There's like, a same place thing, There's yeah. a place to hear what that person's perspective was on that round. But yes, we're not finding out more about the player, yeah. like as a as a player. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. a little bit sometimes, sometimes. But in general, yes. So I think a story needs to be told. That's kind of what I'm going with, mm -hmm. and yeah. I and that's why I appreciate you coming on the show because we asked you, I think, questions that I've never heard answers to, or yeah. I've never I've never heard asked. And maybe I've just missed it. I think there was a kid down in Virginia who did an interview with you and Paul. Yeah, that little kid. Yeah. That's awesome that he Disc did that. Kid. Yep. Yeah, and he put that up on YouTube. And I felt like he asked you a question that you touched on, which was about your family, mm -hmm. that I was reading the comments on that. And it was just people were just like, they didn't know how to respond. It was amazing. People need to hear who you are yeah. to appreciate you more as a competitor. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. And you being able to connect the fans to the disc golf world, like in what other sport are fans as connected to the pros in person as disc golf is like yeah, there's no a, other sport yeah. it's, a, that... it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse yeah oh 100 yeah. percent. like i remember last year at uscgc like they finally had security to go around <sighs> the putting green but like you go to any other tournament and there's literally casuals that are just like trying to you know talk with you while you're warming up for your tournament mm -hmm. so yeah it's a blessing and a curse but you're at least giving them the ability to like find out more who the fbo players are and connect the fans yeah in the way that they should be connected so. it's it's really cool. We talked to Jomez. Yeah. Again, that'll be on next week, the Jomez episode, but we talked to them about that. Like, where's Disc Golf at with people? Oh, uh, what? Real quick, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can find it on the Disc Golf Network. And the whole idea of having it on the Disc Golf Network, um, I get a lot of heat for not having it like on regular podcast apps and, you know, on YouTube and for not having a camera. And honestly, I'm. I'm getting compensated for my work ahead of time and I feel like that was the smartest business decision because I know the amount of work that I put into these podcast episodes and the amount of equipment that I've bought for them and how I've gone out of my way and um, yeah, the podcast app and all of that is really great and maybe next year we'll make that move but for now, I really just wanted to give people on the Disc Golf Network who are paying for a subscription, another reason to be happy with their subscription. Is it, so it's, you have to pay, you have to be a subscriber to listen to it? Yes. 
Yeah. And that's why all of my comments not are so... Not specifically to the party podcast. No, to no. The no just to the, yeah, the, just to the Disc Golf Network to the Disc Golf yeah. Network. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What exactly. are your... Do you... You know, you might not know this yet, but what are your plans for the wintertime when... We haven't uh, discussed that yet. I really want to keep it going. Yep. I think there's a lot of people that we could reach out to and just do like some updates yeah. um especially this winter there's still going to be tournaments going on mm -hmm. um but it is on the pro tour like disc golf network so we do want to always be plugging the pro tour and talking about updates with yeah. the pro tour um because that i mean it wouldn't make sense if we went on and didn't talk about pro tour things mm -hmm. so <laughs> i'm hoping to keep it going and just do check-ins um but we'll see well, we'll have to have you on the show for sure, like our show. Right. <laughs> but, episode, but, so we'll keep episode the, 32. Episode, that's what well, you already figured out. Yeah, 32. Um, yeah. And Nick, we haven't even discussed, like when the tournament season, we don't do a lot of talking about tournament season, actually. We do Matt, a lot we of haven't guesses. even discussed if we're doing this in two weeks, to be honest. We, I know. You kind of just text had, me Tuesday <laughs> and be like, hey, man, you coming over this Thursday? I'm like, yeah, you know, I might as well. <laughs> we, we have no official agreement. No, just kidding. Here. We're doing this for the rest of our lives. Okay, we're never so stopping. here's where we're at in the show. Um, we're going to move into a segment called two truths and a lie. We could have talked to you for 10 hours and that's why we'll have you on next year. We can year. and we will. <laughs> no, <Just> kidding. <laughs> we could have. So, dude, can we you somehow get, time. yeah, I was like, can we somehow get pizza delivered right now? Cause we're going to talk Actually, for 10 hours. Hey, I'm going for green food. room next time. That's yeah. a requirement. Pizza, <laughs> drinks. Okay. Yep. All right. So here's how it works. You guys, have, if you've seen it before, it's fairly simple. Two truths and a lie. Um, what it is, is we've interviewed uh, pro talent disc golf talent we asked them to tell us three statements one of them is a lie two of them are truths uh we're gonna go ahead and get it started is it on this monitor right you here? will see it you will uh. see it two truths and a lie can you spot the fake okay so nick loves that intro <laughs> every time it's so funny it's just becoming part of our show i do yeah. the voiceovers okay so two truths and a lie. I'm going to go ahead and let's see here. Uh, switch up my scenes. I'm the producer. The, the, anyways, here we go. Yeah. All right. All right. Here comes the first one. I received two scholarship offers for sports in, co uh, in college. One for football. One for soccer. Chris isn't actually my real name. It's Alan. And it looks like an Alan. I have one older brother and one older sister. Wow. All right. He so doesn't, I, he, know the, I'm sorry. I know the answer here. <laughs> he doesn't look like an Alan. <laughs> I just wanted Wait, to you have say a, that. Do you have a paper? I'll write down the scores. <laughs> no, I don't actually. You have your phone? Yeah. Okay. So I do I do know the answers here because I had to find them out uh, to do the show. So we're going to kind of get a feeling here. Hannah, are you leaning any direction here? Two, two college scholarships, I think he said, different sports. His name's not really Chris. It's Alan, and then the third one was he has an older brother and an older sister. One of these is a lie. What are you feeling? Anybody in here? I have no clue. I think it's the siblings because I'm pretty good friends with Brittany, and I've never heard anything about like a sister-in-law or brother-in-law. Somebody, if you're on Facebook, tag Chris Dickerson because I told him he could yeah. watch it live. Have him jump in here. Um, yeah. So okay, so you're leaning towards siblings, Paul. You said so. you have no idea. Yeah, but like, I don't does think, anything stand I don't, out? I don't think the scholarships are too far. I, I mean, I, I, I believe sense. those. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's eliminate that if you want to. Uh, Nick, what are you thinking? I, I, I actually think it's the siblings as well. As the I lie? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about any siblings. So you're thinking a truth then is his name is not Chris. 
Yeah, I think his name is not Chris. I wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. For some reason, a lot of people from Tennessee don't go by their first name. <laughs> Will Schustrix, his, his actual really? name, his first name is not Will, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did we just get more yeah. exclusive news on the Nick and Matt <laughs> show? Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I'm not going to be boring and choose the same one as them because that's just not cool. So I'm going to go the lie is that his real name is Alan. He's Chris. It's okay. Chris Dickerson. That's his name. Okay. So you guys are. I have no idea. You got I know. I'm actually right kind of now. blown away. Those last two really. I was like, he dude, football really and job. other Five scholarships. Seconds. I was like, come on. I mean, I'm sticking with what I said. Okay. Yeah. So the siblings, both yeah. of you siblings, and Nick's choosing the name. Difference. The middle one. Yeah. So he does not record what the truth is. That was an accident. This this episode. We'll do it in the future. The answer is drumroll. It is that the lie is his name is not Chris. The it's that is the lie. His name is Chris. So okay, so he's Chris good. Dickerson. Yeah. And he does have an older he's brother. He's not Alan Dickerson. Come on, <laughs> Alan Christopher. Wait, wait. He is Chris Alan Dickerson. As okay. His okay. So let's, let's jot down a point for Mr. Nick. <laughs> for Mr. Nick. <laughs> okay. Allen. So if you're if you're live right now, um, go ahead and Chris Allen. put your guesses dude? in there as huh? well. Isn't that a famous singer? Chris Allen? Uh, not famous. Sounds, There's know. a local singer name. <laughs> okay. Here we go. This is uh, the next one. And this one is going to be an FPO player. So here we go. My birthday is in September. <gasps> I've never been skydiving, but I've been on a roller coaster. Okay. She's never Her birthday is in September. She's never so been skydiving. Much. Heather Young is so iconic in everything that she does. She says she has skydived. Oh, she said she has skydived. She has not. She's not old. Ooh, I'd have to replay that. Let me replay it. I received. Oop, this is Chris. Sorry. Two Here skull. we go. My birthday is in September. I've never been skydiving, but I've been on a roller coaster. She's never been skydiving. So she's gonna put the last okay. one of the two together. But she has been on a roller coaster. Yeah. Okay. And her birthday's in September. So she's never been on a roller coaster then. That's you're picking. That's the yeah. lie because mm -hmm. she said she has. Yeah. Okay, that's his pick. I'm going with. The birthday one. I don't think her birthday is in September. See, she totally looks like a skydiver. <laughs> she I'm, looks I'm like just a kidding. skydiver. I'm going to go. She's never been. I'm going to go with Paul, with Paul on this one. She's but, never been on a roller coaster. Because I think you have to be 18. Because I've been skydiving. Oh, and we did it for someone's. Really? Yeah. And we've did it for, we did it for someone's 18th birthday. Yeah. So I you think do you have, have to be 18. 18. Yeah. And she's not 18 yet. You don't know that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't at know least in you California, know. you have to be 18. Okay. Well, so. Let's give it a go. So that's all right. So everybody guess. Well, the hey, answer is drumroll, the roller coaster. Yeah. So she has not been on a roller coaster or yeah. whatever the Wait, that whatever means the lie her birthday's was. coming up. Her yeah. birthday is in September. It might have already happened. All right, and she said she's never skydived. Yeah. That's true as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, how many points? Keep track. I I have two. Paul has one. Hannah, I'm keeping it. In, is that keeping it to myself? She's at love. Okay. Here we go. We've got two more. So she's eighteen now. Someone said she's 18. All right, let me let me pull it up. Do do do. Here we go. Growing up, my childhood pet was a leopard gecko named Mr. Gecko. <laughs> I am an Eagle Scout, and I graduated from the University of Florida in 2018 with a degree in chemical engineering. Okay. Did you hear that? Yes. He had a gecko named what? Mr. Gecko. Mr. Mr. Gecko. <laughs> okay. What was the second one? Uh. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Um, that's the one that I'm going with too, <laughs> but and I can't remember it now. Okay, hold on. Here, here it comes. Hold on. I've never Come on, we're going backwards. 
Growing up, my childhood pet was a leopard gecko named Mr. Gecko. I am an Eagle Scout. Eagle Scout, that's right. I graduated from the University of Florida in 2018. I think he switched it. He's a Girl Scout. Definitely. Calvin's definitely a Girl Scout. Was he an Eagle Scout? Does anybody know? No? I I don't think he he was. I don't think he graduated. He did. Did yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. He graduated in chemical engineering. In chemical engineering. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen his gecko. I think, or at least I've been to his house before. I'm I going with the had, middle one. I think he had some. He's not an eagle scout. I don't, scale. I don't think he's an eagle scout. It's tough. Like I know. when I ask them for these truths and lies, they go, and I told them who the guests were, and they're like, "This makes it really tough because I got to think of something that they don't yeah. know." And knowing Calvin, he would have a gecko named Mister Gecko. Okay, so you've eliminated down to what are you choosing? Eagle he scout. must not be an, I don't eagle think he was scout. an eagle scout. I'm going with the same thing. You're all choosing yeah, eagle he's scout. He's not an eagle scout. Okay. Drum roll. He was an eagle scout. <sighs> it's a gecko. Or is, however that works. No, and he had Mr. Gecko. The graduate graduating with the Oh, it was like twenty seventeen watch. It was yes, twenty seventeen, not twenty eighteen. Oh, that's so lame. No, oh, it's it so after. smart. I knew it because people are actually <laughs> psychologically pretty too. good at this yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. You, to, you would have to do like in your head how old is he? Mm. Da, 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 all that stuff. Okay. I didn't know because so I'm no pretty point. sure his whole family's into engineering. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So I knew he graduated and he has this. FPO player part. number two and final two truths and a lie. Um participant, here we go. I was a lead singer in a rock and blues band. I hiked four 14ers in one day and I brewed a first place winning IPA. She did all of those. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Have you ever where, met Missy Gannon? Where she is did Missy, all of that. Where is Missy? Where's Colorado. She's from Colorado. Yeah. Where um, is... Lead singer in a rocking blues band. What's a 14? Okay, I asked about each of these because I was like, what's 14? So 14,000 foot peak. She said, what, four? She did four in one day? Four 14,000 foot peaks in so, one. Is that I don't a know lot? if it's one day. Like, where do you, time. I think where it was you, one day is what you, she said. Where do you start? Maybe 13,000 feet up? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. You got to start at the bottom, which is whatever zero I don't think elevation. she did that. So, and then well, like, she how said, long does it take to climb a 14,000 footer? My brother, insane. if he's still watching, did 33 miles and 10 4,000 foot peaks in one day last week. First of all, yeah. I need a cooler life. <laughs> I think, so yeah. I'm so unathletic. Someone says her IPA so got second place. So people are trying to choose here. Oh, okay. okay. What you, so see, there's lots of twists here. So I didn't even think? know she brewed beer. I know <laughs> nothing I don't think about Messy do, I, know, I don't know anything about these people. Oh my God. That's why I had to start my podcast. Yeah. So get her on and talk. Yeah, about get Missy on. I'm doing the second one. I'm going to have 14, her on. 14,000. 14,000. Okay, 14,000. So if she said 4,000, she wasn't a singer. She's definitely a singer. Okay. I'll choose the last one. So you're all choosing something I think she different. got a different One of you is getting a point. <laughs> I think it was wine. It wasn't an IPA. It's Colorado. It's definitely an IPA. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So drum roll. Here's the answer. The lie is the peaks, the 14,000. I don't so think you can do four. She did day. three. Okay. And now I wish I had it on camera. She said there was like a technicality that she did do for, but it, it's a technicality that says no because something about how the peaks re-extend or something, kind of what you were saying, oh where does gosh. it start? Yeah. But so it was close. She says it was almost four. So I it was three. So she so cheated. Annoyed. <laughs> she cheated. Yeah. Where do you start? Oh okay. Gosh. So, so Paul technically and I, one. Paul and I tied at two and two. I'm trying to think here also, what we can bring this over to. We're going to bring this over to the next segment. So right. <laughs> it'll be a double segment. You right? What? You didn't get any right, did you? No. <laughs> she I clearly I doesn't know the game. She clearly doesn't know the F. I didn't players. have to play the game. I'm I mean, lucky. not like that. 
Okay, here we go. Segment number two is called Judge That Disc Golfer. This is my favorite game in the whole right. world. You may know this individual. <laughs> it's kind of a cheat here because we said Judge a Disc Golfer you've never met, but this is actually someone that we all know. So here we go. Judge That Disc Golfer, the game show where you judge a disc golfer you've never met. Hey, Chris, I know your name because you're the fourth rated, best rated player in the world. My name is Matt Graham. This is the Nick and Matt Show. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, so we've got some special guests on the show tonight. I think you might know the names. Paul McBeth, Hannah McBeth. You've heard of them before? I think I've heard of them before. Okay. But does he know So, me? Chris, you're probably coming out here this weekend not trying to beat Paul. You're just coming out here to win the event. We hope you do. We have no favorites on the Nick and Matt Show. Isn't that right, Nick? Absolutely okay. not. So here we go. We got some questions for you. First of all, how long have you been playing disc golf for? Uh, professionally, about five to eight years. I know that's abroad, but five to eight years, something like that. Okay. And do you have a PDGA um, number? Yes. <laughs> yes. Six, two, four, six, seven. Six, two, four, six, seven. Okay. And do you have a player rating? Yes. It is uh, 1040... Three? 1043. So only <laughs> about 110 points Maybe higher than me. Shows <laughs> how much he cares. So, he know okay. so we know a little Can't, bit about you. We usually ask this question, so I'm going to ask you. You play competition. Mm -hmm. Do you, off the top of your head, have an, a range of how many events you've, you've won, or maybe some of your best ones? Um, I think it's 130-something, 140-something wins. That, that counts in, you know, I think there's 10 to 11 advanced wins in that, but that's just what the PBGA says. It's 130, 140, something like that. Okay, so a lot of wins. You've been doing this five to eight years. Mm -hmm. All right, let's just get right into it. All right. How far can you throw a disc? Okay, so this is how the game plays. We've never done it with somebody rated this high. I think we've had a thousand yeah, no rated kidding. player before. But what does he answer? So now this is where the game gets really interesting because it's about what the player answers, not what actually could. And I'm just prepping you. I'm not saying what his answers are going to be, but here's how it plays. We're each going to go around. I know the answers and we're going to have you select. What does he answer? How far can he throw a disc? Um, start with Hannah. Realistically, or what he's going to say? See, that's always... <laughs> so you have to yeah. decide. Is he going to answer realistically? Exactly. exactly. You have to understand. What would you say? No. Okay. Hannah, Hannah, what's your answer for what he's going to say? This is closest. This is going to be closest. Not without going over, just closest to his answer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> probably like, like he's going to probably say like the farthest he's ever thrown. But what, and then he's going to follow it up with like, oh, this, but this is what I averaged. So I would say probably like. I'm going to take his final answer if that's the case. That's okay. every time. Every show we do so that. I'll be like, you have to give a final answer. like. Can I just 500? say... 500? Okay, and you answered 500. Yeah. I asked my son Hunter today, because I just was running through this with him, and he guessed exactly, word for word, exactly what Chris Dickerson <laughs> answered. And I said, well, can you be more specific? And it was insane. So <laughs> all I'm saying is so, Hunter did it. So if all you're up. <laughs> I think Chris can throw... A country mile. So you're going to uh, say what he can oh, throw, but what on. is he going to say, right? I think, well, man... He can, the he can throw really far. I'm saying five, definitely five, five thirty-five to five seventy. So oh, I'm going, no, I'm going, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna okay. go. I'm gonna go five thirty-five 
But what I hope he says is like between 390 to 4, 430. Yeah, something like. <laughs> that's where you're going with 530. Uh, I, think, but you I, hope. I think that's you're what sure you don't want to change to his, what you hope. His final answer is going to be, but I think he's going to say between 390 and 430. I think if he's going to say that. No, 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 he's going to say that in the video, but his final answer is going to be like 535. Okay, okay. So, Nick, you're up. I'm going to go 550. 550. So he's got now the over. If he was really smart, he would have done like 536. <laughs> I could have done that, but no. Okay, so let's see what he answers, and we'll pause for a little bit to recap the scores here. Consistently uh, and accurately, 450 to 500-ish. Can you give us an exact number? Pick an exact number so that way we can like play this game. Okay. 475. Yo, I almost said 475 that. feet, everybody. I and almost said We have said a lot of AMs out here saying they can throw that far. So now we know. Yeah. Number four in the world saying it. Right. Well, well, that's like a consistent thing. I can get them over 500, but I mean, you know, when getting it to land in to? that area you want it to is is a lot tougher yeah. than it yeah. seems. Because he's woods. <laughs> a lot tougher than I it almost seems. said 475 <laughs> because he throws in the woods. And when so, would he ever yeah. need to? But who was closest? Hannah. Me. Hannah. Point goes to Hannah. Don't worry. Finally, Hannah's yeah, way. I already gave her the Finally, point. Don't I got worry. A point. Lunch coming Hannah's way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go into question number. And Paul, you said you thought the range he was throwing. You, you I thought he was going to mess around. You really believed I, in him. I was thinking 450 to 475 only in the sense because I was like, I know he's going to go with his golf distance. Like, what does he yeah. consistently throw? Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking like, okay, he's going to say like his, yes. his, his, his it's long, almost like his they're not range. ever going to answer what their max distance is. That's but... the difference between a pro and an am though. Because yeah. I say, how far can you throw to an am? They're thinking that one time ever when everything yeah. was right. The super he's downhill thinking, on the top of a yeah. mountain. He's like, thinking yeah, this is how, So this is an interesting, we have never done a pro disc golfer. So here we go. Question. We're in the desert with a tailwind. <laughs> there yeah, we go. Exactly. Question number two. How many aces do you have? Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, good reaction. How many aces? Yeah, it's a funny face. I'll put it back up there. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> How many aces do you have? Let's go to, uh, if we're going in order. I want to go last. Okay. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work we'll cycle it. We'll cycle it. We, we have to cycle it. I know you want to do it, but we got to cycle for fairness. He, okay. Knowing me, I stopped counting after 100, so I just say 100 plus. So I think he's going to say something like that, too. Like, he stopped counting at, like, 125. But okay. knowing that Matt's going to ask him, what's your final answer? I'm going to say 78. Okay, so 125, 78. Hannah? He's been playing pro for... He's been playing for... I'm going to say 28. 28. Years? No. <laughs> 28 nope. aces. Okay. So here we go. Let's find out how many aces he is willing to say he has. That's his, It's up to him, right? So here we go. So I keep all my aces written down. Oh, man. Uh, That's insane. On paper, not even on a computer. Aww. It's around 135, Ooh. I believe. What'd you wow. say? 125? That's Again, amazing. I play uh, the... It's the second oldest course in Tennessee now. It was the third before they closed the the second oldest. It's called Warrior's Path. It's a shorter it's a shorter course. All so on that course. you're gonna get a few more aces there. <laughs> You'll get a few more aces there. So but you were that's very close. 125 and he said 135. So yeah. he went pro pretty quick. Did he? He wasn't an AM that long. Yeah. He said he had like oh actually I can't I don't think I can bring this up. Oh no, that was in the beginning. He okay, I can. In the beginning, we asked him how many wins. 
And he said yeah. a certain amount, and then he said like 10 or 11 were like amps. amps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that point goes to Paul. So now it's Paul yep. and Anna. So you yep. are on your way to. I am on my way to judge that disc golfer, <laughs> Nick, losing. All right. Here we go. Question number three. If you were to get a disc golf tattoo. Okay. Okay. You have these four options. Okay, I'm going to give you options. Good. I would rather have options. <laughs> okay. Here they are. A single standalone basket. Okay. A basket with a putter hitting the front rim. <laughs> um, a disc golf phrase. Something like grip it and rip it or death putt. Okay. Um, or a Tasmanian Devil 360 drive. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, so we gave him options. I left it out there. I did this little awkward silence, and you could see him like, I have to think up a tattoo. He was happy we shared some options with him. So what option did he choose? Uh, Nick, you're up. You know how it's been trending with yeah, this question. I know, right? This is a different but guy. Like, yeah, Chris is completely different. Um, he laughed at the doink putt. That's that's what I want to go with is the doink putt on the uh, front room cage. Okay. I'm going to go next. You are um, next. Well, you are next. So. Oh, good. Hannah, they're waiting. So, uh, inside joke, Chris is married and he has a wife, so there's no way that he's going to be able to get any of those unless it's a single standalone basket. And then they did something like got matching ones. So, I'm gonna go with the single standalone basket. So analytic, I love it. It's good, might help you win this game. You gave him options and he laughed at the doink putt, so he's gonna go doink putt. So, Nick and you choose doink. Yeah. That means Anna I can't said, win. Single basket. Sorry, dude. All right. Strategy. He's Strategy. playing. I'm, I'm practicing my Wait, no. Monopoly. Actually, technically I could. Practicing no, my no, Monopoly. No, I can. No, <laughs> Even I if you combine could. the squares. Yeah. This is you, first play. This is, you just play chess. There's actually five questions. There's five questions. Oh, there's five questions. Oh, so there's five questions. Oh, was this question I thought you said last one. Guys, I'm coming back. All right. Here we go. Here we go. A couple of those are pretty funny. The phrase probably isn't meant to be funny, but... I would probably have, I'd probably do the phrase and something like, uh, after all the work I've put in, this is what I do. <laughs> it, it doesn't turn out good or something like that. I don't know. I'll go with the phrase. That's kind of funny. I, like I didn't that even answer. think about that one. So he, it, it kind of reminds me, Simon, one day, I think it was GMC last year, maybe he was at a tournament, but he was putting from like 90 feet, completely airballed it. And he's like, God, you've been playing for 26 years, and this is what you do? How can you be so bad? Like, you just so okay. That's pretty cool. Side note, you talk to yourself, and I notice Eagle does that. A lot of seems like pro disc golfers are doing that. You talk to yourself when you, we don't need to elaborate, but you do that too. Yeah, but I, I don't get when people say their name. I can't do that. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's over there, Paul McBeth. Oh, I, I don't say get it all that. the time. Like, like Eagle's like, come on, Eagle. I'm like, yeah. he misses a putt. Eagle. Yeah. That's so funny. I just said, like, what the heck, Nicholas? John? Okay, so... I don't get that. That was oh. question number three, correct? Yes, because yeah. there's two points out there, and that one was a wash. No yeah. points. So that was question three. I believe there's five. So here we go, question number four. Circle's edge. Ten putts. How many go in? Ooh, very short and sweet. We give him ten putts from circle's edge. Is he asking if it's inside or outside? Ooh. Okay. Oh, it matters for him. Way this too... matters for him. Yeah, no, I know. I'm deciding if I want to elaborate on this because he did have a few questions where he had descriptors asked who he goes. He has. So I will give you this one. He did ask that question. So it's almost a half bonus point for you. It's different. And I said, it's on the line. And I said, so technically inside. Okay. (gasps) So that's the descriptor. Okay. We did have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Hannah, you are up. 
Uh, yep, it's yes, it oh, is you. Oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> Don't me. I'm going to say... We got people answering 10, 9, 8, 9, a lot of people. I'm going to say 6. Okay. Mm, I was going to go the same thing, but I'm going to go 7 because he went 475 and not 500. So you're, okay. now you're doing the mental game. You're like, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, he's Nick, not, he's what not do you perfect. Pick? I'm going to go 8. 6, 7, 8. Yeah. I was going to say the 6, dice. but 7 seems like a good number. Now, you know, Chris is a really good putter. Now, yes. you got to listen to the full answer, so don't celebrate too soon. Here we go. He looked at me when he said Eight that. out of ten. Eight, Eight out of ten is your answer. Wait, wait, wait. But. Circle's edge. Which side? Inside or outside? <laughs> oh, yeah, descriptor. Let's put you on the line. So it's inside. It's inside. He's worse. Seven right out there. of ten. Yep. Oh, <laughs> he's worse inside. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's laughing. You see how he cracked himself up? He's like, seven out I of hate ten. you, Chris. <laughs> you got it on the head. You literally said inside or out. Did he ask that? And then yeah. you said seven. Because it's different. Like he's yeah. one of the few. If you go Kevin Jones, you're outside. He's like nine out of ten. Yeah. Inside, five out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of true. And he's true, he's right? one of those ones where he'd rather step it in than put it regularly yeah. from that distance. Wow. We're gonna feature that little segment where you like <laughs> read exactly what he was gonna do. That was funny. Nate Sexton, go watch that episode two two ago. Nate judged a disc golfer exactly too. Oh, we, yeah. we asked how many putts and then we did a follow-up and we said like we actually had them do the putts and we said how many did they actually make and nate guessed it four out of ten yeah. he's like oh that guy's definitely only anyways yeah. can we get a guess how many he makes i didn't make him putt. i watched him <laughs> putt. i actually watched him putt for about 10 minutes he made a lot yeah i don't i didn't count all right here we go uh final question what's the is there any standing or paul's winning paul's at two i'm so at zero the Hannah's only way one. you're not no you're paying for a lunch. yeah the only way i am paying for kaizen <laughs> tomorrow probably so here's the deal wow. if gift hannah card. gets this right now only southbridge wait this, count me no, out because yeah, i have to stop one. for the last question yeah the what it's Cut. good it gives me a break what i'm going got, to the bathroom we'll watch it light quick oh. okay all right. So I got to say hi to my mom quick. She could she tie it up and she just leaves. She's like, Whoa. she could tie it up. The pressure is on. The pressure is unreal. Okay. So, all right. So here's what we're going to do in this intermission. Um, we're going to talk about the tiebreaker. That's probably just about to happen and how we're going to play this out because Paul is two. Hannah is one. If Hannah gets this right, I, I feel like we can't have you pick the same because then you automatically yeah. win. Um, and so, I don't know how to, how, we're going to have to do, I know how we'll do it. We'll just make it odds or even. I'll just I'll get it right. Number. I'll just get it right. <laughs> Could do that. Okay. Um, oh, so again, this is all the suspense out there right now. Okay. It's, it's being sat still right here, but here's just a reminder for those of you who didn't see it already. Some of you talked about it when Chris just mentioned the ACE. I, I was there first person, me and Hunter and Tanner and him falling down. Oh, Kevin Jones. Yeah. 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 He fell down, and apparently, so if the video's out there, it I actually, looks bad. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. if I pull up right now, uh, YouTube GK, GK Pro, I should be able to find it, probably. Yeah. Okay. And and to be fair, he tries to catch himself. I think normally, if he was to fall okay, in that situation, he would just fall. Yep. But because the gravel is so intense, yeah, it's so, so I think, intense. I think he places like, his foot on the wood in front of the tee pad, and I'm assuming that's okay. what kind of threw but him here, out. Here's but what if we're you watch do. when yeah, he tries to catch up. himself, because he's going to fall on these let's huge rocks. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. And if those weren't there, he probably would have just fallen in the dirt. 
I don't know if there's audio here. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. Let's just take a watch. We're like ripping off. So we're talking yeah. about how the rocks are bad. <laughs> yeah. But for terrible. multiple, for multiple. So, so that way we so, don't I just mean, rip like, off their footage. I'm just gonna like jump back and forth between large, us. Like golf ball or two golf balls put together, like huge. Okay. I again, I don't want to fully rip off their footage. So every now and then I'll jump back to this. We can GK still see Pro. it. Okay. Yeah. No. Shout out to GK Pro. I'm sure they don't Go mind. Through. This is. Yeah. So I was standing off so what, to yeah, the left watch, side. Watch this is a skins match. So I don't know if he won the hole or not, but. Oh. So yeah, he goes right into that wood and it just completely takes out his foot. Yeah, that's one way to earn the skin right there. Wow. Yeah. And also, Jeremy Colling witnessed it once again. Yeah. So the witness is still holding true. Yeah. Go replay that one again. You want to see him fall again? Yeah, it's insane. Okay. Yeah. Good age. But these, I, okay, here it is. Last, this last is, replay. Yeah, this. This I, is what... I can tell you right now, I'm not going to have pavers Ooh. on my course. Oh my. So, Hannah, you didn't see it yet, yeah. but then watch. This is whole 16. 16. And then he aces it. She didn't watch. But that's okay. <laughs> sure. Jeremy Colling once again in the back. Like, he's laughing. It's pretty funny. We're so an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. yeah no kidding, right? He said he kind of blanked out a little bit, if you will, on um, that happening. He's like, Whoa. Hey, what, he won the skin, but he lost some skin on the knee. I yeah. realized what just happened. I I elaborated. One, I, I gave the, the news earlier that Hunter knew the questions, and she comes down to the last answer. She's oh, like, yeah, look at I'm going to go upstairs and go to the bathroom. Yeah, good timing. She's like, Hunter, what was the answer? And the thing is, Hunter <laughs> remembers the questions. Yeah, he does. He's really and he doesn't know not to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. He's up there. So he's here like, we oh, go. she's here. I'm going to tell So here's yeah. how this is going to work. Because Nick is out of it. We're gonna do a pick a number. You're you're out of it. Oh uh, yeah. Pick a no, number I, between one and ten, and this is gonna decide who goes first for this final answer because it's it's kind of unfair. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna go first. There's yeah. gonna be three options with this question, so you get to choose which option. Wait. What if she wants to go? Oh first? yeah. Should, do you want the, to go first? No, it's fine. Okay. Because <clears throat> if he takes the option and then you pick it, you lose. So you have to pick something different than him. Is the point? Yeah, that's okay. fine. All right. All right. She's not. See, she's not competitive. She's already said that. In that yeah. way. Yeah. All right, here we go. You're at Maple Hill. Yep. Okay. You probably oh. are somewhat familiar with the course by now. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your favorite hole? Oh, the favorite hole question. Oh, man. I think, I can't remember. I asked him a lot of questions and I filtered it out. I can't remember. I think this is the last question. This is number five. It should be. <gasps> man, I'm going to answer just to. <clears throat> okay. Just What's his pride? favorite hole? Well, now, go ahead, Nick. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, your yours doesn't matter. Yeah, but it could be the right one, and you might choose differently. I'm trying to think of what Chris would pick. And we aren't going to do what we've done in the past where it's closest to. So we're actually going to have you pick again until somebody gets it right. Oh, okay. So uh, it's between you two. I mean, you can guess, but I'm not, I, I don't know. I won't say right or wrong. You just guess, and then we'll play the game with them. You want me to go first, then? Um, I always say hole 18 because it's the last okay. hole before lunch. So she can go. <laughs> hole 18, what do you say? I'm gonna go with 14. Okay, and Nick, do you just want a for fun pick? Yeah, hole three. Okay, it's neat. It's none of those. So pick again. Hole eight. Hole eight. One. No. Wait. Wait, am I, I right? Oh. Right. oh. I Neither of you are right. Hole eleven. No. It's <laughs> a process of elimination. Come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. Three. No. I, I said three. Oh, you already said three? No, yeah. and it's oh, not those. Go again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like, what ones did we say now? I have a decent idea. 
I, I... <laughs> it's tough. Like it could be any hole. Well, he's gonna pick the ones in the woods. Fourteen. I already said that. Oh, is that the one where you throw way over, over the, the water? water? Yes, okay. he said that. Okay, sixteen. Okay, the one that we just watched. Yeah. Get aced. Okay. I was so just that, gonna that's ask a no. That. No, did he give? Did she give 15. a number? Fifteen. No. Wait. This is for the win too. Oh. Six. Nine. No. Dang Seven. it. No. Two. No. This is incredible. <laughs> Please don't say four. Not four. <laughs> Nick is off camera doing all his hand signals. Thirteen. Not thirteen. No. What did we miss? I mean, there's still a few, but I wouldn't <laughs> guess it's the open ones. Eleven? No. It's gonna be the last one. It just might be. People are guessing one, seven, five. Seventeen. Ding ding ding. We have 17? a tie. Let me pull it up though. Wow. Let me pull it up. How's that? I don't know. There there's a lot of good ones. There's a few that I just don't care about either. <laughs> um Whoa, hot takes. Yeah, don't trash. I've Maybe always liked hole seventeen. It's a little on the easier side. It's a lot on the easier side. For a par side. four. Oh, got him. I've always liked the way that hole's played. Hey, Chris. Thanks so much for being on the show, and uh, good luck out there. Chris. Thank you. He must have forgot what 17 is. Okay. So here's how we do the tiebreaker. It's tie an breaker. easy birdie. It's a great hole. <laughs> the tiebreaker goes to, and this was decided beforehand, and I don't want to cause any fights in any marriages here, but it goes to whoever was closest on the disc thrown distance for question number one and who was, was that Hannah. me wow did i really just win this game your favorite this is my favorite game, game you guys you are the what like 16th this is episode 17 like the 16th yeah, winner of yeah. a lunch from nick carl this is great so, so that one gets lunch huh what Ooh, you're ordering I'll a lot of food. Yeah. whatever you're ordering you're sharing oh this was excellent. i beat him at a disc golf game <laughs> Ooh. I said I didn't want to cause yeah. any fights here. I know how much this means to Paul. So now he has to come back for redemption. So I Oh my gosh, good. I just got verified yeah. on Instagram for beating you in this game. Come on. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like right now. Okay. So really we're at the end here. And I don't we feel are. like we Nick, you always do like the send out here. So I'll let you do it if you want to. I, I'm gonna do the send out, obviously, but I do want to bring up that topic that we were talking about earlier, and I want to briefly mm -hmm. talk about it really quick. I got to go to because... the bathroom. Okay. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. I don't want to be right. a part of this either. <laughs> no, Let me so just step away. I. That's fair. If he wants to bring it up and yeah, you're down. Yeah, we didn't really yeah. talk about a... We haven't gotten to talk about this yet, but I do want to briefly bring up... I shouldn't say briefly because it's not the right way to put it, but there's been a lot of sexist comments going around, uh, particularly in the FBO field of let's say guys across the disc golf community, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, anything like that, there are vulgar comments going out to FBO players posting pictures of themselves when that's 100% not the reason why they're posting that picture. A lot of times when an FBO player is posting a picture, there's a tournament recap that they're talking about. So if you're on there saying nice legs or anything like that, that's just a douchey comment. And as men, we need to be better and not do those kind of things. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going around on Facebook right now. Hannah was in conversations with other FPO players today. So I do obviously want to give her a chance to talk about this. And 
Kind of like, you know, do, do your I'm thing. Sending it over I'm going to let her talk about it. Just kidding. No, no I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's so totally not acceptable. I'll say it as it's well. It's absolutely totally not. not. Now, so, we're not, I'm not speaking for all men here, but it's not acceptable. It doesn't matter if I'm well, speaking Well, a lot of men. people are having the issue with, like, what do we do now that mm. we know it's a problem? Where, how, like, what's the solution? And I think that's the issue with a lot of stuff going on in the world right now is, like, everyone is so sure that they have the solution. And with this... I've I've been around long enough and I've been talked about long enough and I have been, you know, lusted after and told that I'm, you know, every shape and size known possible um, at this point. And it's because of the attention that comes on me from being with Paul. And so uh, the issue is obviously that people feel this freedom to say all of these things. Um, they don't feel like there's going to be any kind of you know, criticisms to them. And, and a lot of the time it's just because it's the internet and, and your thoughts are so quick and you're just, everything just comes off so quick. And it, there's nothing like people aren't thinking about the impact of their words because there's mm -hmm. not a human being in front of them, you know? Yeah. Um, there's very little repercussions going how do around we, with that right now. Yeah. And how do we solve this? I think honestly, we could have like the conversation you know, there needs to be more commenting, um, monitoring of the comments, and there needs to be less people involved in the sport that are rude and uh, misogynistic and all that stuff. And there needs to be more, um, you know, I don't know. Everybody's so sure that they have the answer. And I think the issue is that not enough of, there's just not enough support for women in disc golf in general. Mm -hmm. And so if people who were actually fans of disc golf were commenting that they were fans of disc golf, then the men who are feeling so comfortable to say like lustful, um, inappropriate things to these women who aren't fishing for that kind of compliment or comment, um, they would feel like the minority because I think they are. I think they are a minority and I don't think it is, you know, fair to say something like, men suck or like disc golfers, like men are the worst because I started playing disc golf in a community of guys who were super awesome. Um, so it's not fair for me to say, to make a generalization, but it's also, if you're like a pro touring man, I wish that you would recognize that your support of women doesn't enable them to continue to do things that you don't agree with, but it just enables them to feel confident in doing their job in a way that is so supportive. It's like when you're, when it, you know, an older brother figure or something compliments you or just says like, good job, keep doing what you're doing and supports you. It means the world. And mm -hmm. I think more of the pro men who are touring and more of like the Pauls and the Rickies and the James Conrads and the Kevin Jones and all of these men who are touring and are at the top of the field need to come out and fully support the women who are trying to do this for their job. Mm -hmm. And I think that would encourage more people to become fans. And even if they aren't fans to just in passing, just leave a like a positive comment because it takes two seconds to say great shooting page or post like flame emojis. And I don't think it's it's right for us to focus on this minority. I think we just need to keep it moving and and just get a wake up call that this is an issue and it exists and these people are unfortunately will always exist, but they don't have to be the voice that we pay attention to. Mm -hmm.
And so that's where I feel. And to be perfectly honest with you, at in Vermont, you know, the final yeah. day, so many men from the open division came to watch Paige and Haley battle it out. And it was awesome. Like you were there, Nick Carl was there. James Conrad was there. Kevin Jones had just taken down the win and went, got something to eat, and came right out to like the last. <laughs> he came right out to like the last couple holes. And um, yeah. Nate Perkins was there, and Dustin Keegan, and Austin Hannum, and all of these men. And that matters. Like seeing those men in the background matters because this is such a male dominated sport. And I just want to reach out to like, the women who are competing who have dealt with those kinds of things, I deal with those things all the time. You know, I have a DM right now sitting in my inbox that says, stop playing disc golf, just focus on media because you're not getting better and you're not good. And I have DMs like hateful messages like that all the time that are just like unnecessary. And I know tons of women in the sport at the top have them. I know people are obsessed with their bodies. Just look at like the WNBA Twitter or their comment section like those people are always going to exist but they don't have to be our majority and they don't have to be the representation of our sport especially the men in our sport because I have been seeing these comments all night and yeah there's been a few that have been like borderline you know borderline but like almost all of them have been super positive and everyone's just celebrating the fact that I'm on this podcast and none of them are like, shut up, Hannah. We just want to hear from Paul. Please stop talking. Please tell her to be quiet. Like, but to your point, if we had 10,000 people on here, there's going to be voices. And I think yeah. we just yeah. need to overpower. But they're not voices. the majority. They're well, not exactly. the majority. I mean, That's yeah. kind of, I, I agree with what someone you said. had, someone Wait. I read in here was like, unfortunately the minority is the loudest keyboard yeah. warriors. And someone put the block and unfollow button is a powerful tool, but it's like, it's nearly impossible. Once you get mm -hmm. to a thousand, 10,000, a yeah, hundred thousand, exactly. like it's, it's nearly impossible to do that. And yeah. it's yeah. like, it just, I don't get why people think like, it's okay to like, you know, say something about like a female or even male. I mean, it goes, yeah, it, go, ways, it does go both ways. It's, yes. it's like 95% towards the women. Yeah. And I don't get why, how, why, why do people feel like that's, they, they're entitled to say that, you know, whether it's about someone's body or about their skill level yeah. or things like that. I mean, I even feel uncomfortable sometimes just commenting like, you know, like, wow, like you look great in that picture because I knew I can say it to her, but mm -hmm. like online people feel like, oh, it's okay for me to say something yeah. like that yeah. too. It's insane, especially to when it's someone, someone who else. is like, married, mm -hmm. you know, in those situations, like that person's people, not yeah. posting that for you. Like, yeah. And don't you know, let it ruin it. Like, yeah. like comments are a great way to interact with your fans and don't be afraid to interact with your fans just because someone sneaks in and and cheapens the experience doesn't mean that the experience shouldn't exist. I think mm -hmm. comments are really great and a lot of people are witty and fun and they can be a really positive thing to communicate and interact with each other. And I don't stand for like shutting down the comments altogether. I just think we need to do more. And, and, I, and I'm calling that upon myself. There are so many times when I scroll through Instagram and I'm like, oh, Paige Pierce one, double tap. Oh, Haley King, double tap. Oh, Missy Gannon, double tap. But I'm not commenting anything. Mm -hmm. And it's the trolls that want to go out of their way to be like, you know, say something mean and like say like, oh, Hannah Macbeth's only on Torx, Paul's money and, you know, all of those things. But like those comments just need to be flushed out with like positivity. Yeah. There you go. And right. affirmation. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm reading these now, but someone's like, have a business account and a personal account that's private. It's like that doesn't change anything. Yeah. That doesn't change. Like people are still saying what they're saying and. I, I literally had no preparation, but I don't feel like I needed preparation to comment on this. As Nick said, it's uh -huh. unacceptable. We're, we, you cannot 
discredit that as a comment. It is unacceptable. But what you're saying is very wise mm -hmm. in that it's not going to disappear. And we and, also and we like, you, sorry, yeah. I just, I also don't need up. you to feel <laughs> bad for not being a fan of the FPO. And I'm not saying you, I'm just like, we're all having a conversation. But like, if that's not your interest, then that's not your interest. And that's mm -hmm. not for you. You know, find something that's for you and become a fan of it, but don't become a hater of it just because it's not for you. Because that thing is something that matters so much and that's someone's entire career. You know, I don't really watch much open golf. I really, you know, aside from Paul, I really wouldn't tune into like a Jomez or, you know, I'm more of like gatekeeper media who's been keeping up with the women all week um, and GK Pro and stuff. But like, just because that's not for me doesn't mean I'm going to go and like not support Jomez. It just means I'm just not going to pay attention and like receive the content that they're putting out. Um, and so don't be like that. Like that's the worst. Just because WNBA is not for you and something that you watch doesn't mean it's not good. You know, these women have made their career. They've been drafted. They've been given an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't watch it doesn't mean it's not good. It just means yeah. it's not for you. Um, and also, like, like I said, don't feel bad. Because I think a lot of people, they just get to feeling so weird. Like it just becomes like this thing where they're like, oh, yeah, women's disc golf. Like I don't really follow it. I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. Like you don't have to. It's just there. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, I like so. that point. If you don't like that certain area of that sport, like, you know, I'd rather watch the NBA than the WNBA. That's just a personal preference of mine. But there are different areas mm -hmm. where I could totally see that being a change. Like if you take the U.S. men's soccer team. They sucked this year compared to, or last year compared to the U.S. women's soccer team. They were actually really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's different areas like that, but it's just as people in general, we're all in a really tough season this year. We need to be better about mm -hmm. being kinder. Yeah. So I mean, like logic says, peace, love, positivity. Like we really need to be preaching that. Yeah. And just we're all in this together in a sense. And also pick up on the signs, like read the bio, because some women are in that line of work, like just to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. And like they are looking for that kind of attention. Yeah. And that does exist. And it might be taboo for our time of like life, but it does exist. And so read the comments like I mean, read the bio like I post a picture of myself looking down the fairway and you can see my backside. My whole bio is about like the tournament and what happened. I don't need, I'm not asking for attention on my body. I'm just showing you that like I had a really sweaty back because it was 95 degrees and 127,000% humidity. It's the, like, it's the caption. It's the caption, yeah, yeah, right. Thank yeah. you. And so, but if some celebrity or some other woman in disc golf posts like a really pretty picture of herself and she just has like like, what's that slogan? Like, feeling myself. Like, mm -hmm. she's just feeling it. Like, she thinks she looks great. She's sharing it with you. Then give her a compliment if that's what you want. But just make sure it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's so it's like, just read the room. It's not, yeah. yeah it's Because sometimes they are. Like, sometimes they are posting things like that. And they want you to compliment them. And they want to be seen for their physical appearance. And then some, like, most of the time, though, they just want you to respect them because yeah. that this is their job and they're killing it. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, it's not hard, but just, like, we can all do better, and I think the men at the top can do better with, like, promoting the women, just like Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, promoted this the snot out of the WNBA. Like, he was all for the WNBA, and he had daughters, and he had one that wanted Girl to go. Dad. And, like, everyone, when he passed away, was, like, supportive of the WNBA, and everyone was excited. And now that their season's going on, it's, like, 
what's going on. Everyone's quiet. Yeah. And it's like, just be that light. Like, just be yep. that person that's supporting them. Even if you don't agree with everything, you agree with the fact that they should be able to make a career out of disc golf. And, mm -hmm. like, support them. Like, share Paige's post on your Instagram story with, like, go Paige or something, you know? So, Agreed. yeah. Matt, week 17, we've been going on for about two and a half hours now. I'm going to do my annual send-off. Everybody, please like, subscribe, check out the channels. Also, check out Paul and Hannah on their social medias, the party podcast that's going on the Disc Golf Network. Tell someone you love them this week. We'll see you next time. Man, Nick, that's become your new thing. Tell someone you love them. Yep. Like, We've been practicing all day. No, that's false. Did we end it? We no, we didn't it. end it. I got to okay. end it on that. Okay. Peace Tell out, guys. Thank all you, right. Paul and Hannah. All right, bye. Hold on. Thanks for tuning in to the Nick and Matt show. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social platform and subscribe on iTunes.